is Seattle Sports Diaries Podcast. Now, here is your host, Mike, and the rest of the SSD gang. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Seattle Sports Diaries. As you all know, I am your host, Mike. Uh, Riley's going to be joining me here shortly. Uh, he's running just a little bit late. Got the uh, new ball hat on today. I told, I said last week that I would be wearing different hat until the season begins. So today, might as well wear the reigning World Series champion Atlanta Braves. Why not? So... Uh, yeah, not, not really a lot to talk about today. Um, there's actually, there hasn't actually been a lot to talk about at all. I mean, there, there is nothing going on really in sports. Um, we have the Sounders who lost their opening game. Well, me and Nate, we're going to be getting into the baseball talk because of course, uh, the biggest news of the entire sports world is that for the first time since 1994, there is a work stoppage in baseball. Absolutely pathetic. I mean, it's it, it's absolutely ridiculous that it's come to this. It really is because, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough on us fans. And it's tough on the players. You know, they weren't asking for much, but uh, what are you going to do? Uh, again, save all that talk for when Nate comes on. But. Uh, K-Hart's going to be coming on, as you know, at 6 o'clock. We just finished doing a podcast le- last night. If you guys did not know, it is now live on uh, Apple, Google, and Spotify. So uh, be sure to check it out, BS Commentaries. You guys uh, you guys know about PA- BS Commentaries. I hope you guys do know about it. But, uh, you know, football talk, not really a lot of football talk to talk about, except, you know, to recap the Super Bowl. We never re- really did recap the Super Bowl. But, you know, there's uh, been a lot of trade talks still going on with Russell Wilson and everything. And quite frankly, it's getting tiring. It's kind of honestly getting really stupid to see every single day that there's talks that Russell Wilson's going to get dealt. And the the problem is, is that he's not getting dealt. He will not, He like the Seahawks are not going to trade Russell Wilson. That's, that, that's, that's a certain. The Seattle Seahawks are not trading Russell Wilson for anything. Now, they will probably listen to offers. That's about it. I mean, they're they're gonna uh, John Schneider is gonna listen to offers. Let me go ahead and bring this up here real quick. So yeah, John Schneider is gonna listen to offers, but I don't think he's going to take any offers. Uh, John Schneider, he knows of just how valuable Russell Wilson is to not just the Seattle Seahawks, but well, well, John Schneider knows exactly how valuable Russell Wilson is to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you know, without Russell Wilson, we're never in two Super Bowls. You know, you could have had, you know, if you had Geno Smith uh, playing quarterback, 
for those two for those couple seasons where the the Seahawks were dominant in the in the defensive category. I don't think you get to those Super Bowls. I just don't think so. Um, so it's 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 highly frustrating to constantly see so much trade talk going on about Russell Wilson because you know look there, there there's there's definitely some there's definitely some uh you know the i i think that the Seahawks would i i want to say about last year that i would have said that Russell Wilson is definitely out of Seattle i would have said last year at the end of the season that they were probably going to trade Russell Wilson but then you know uh, he did a Good Morning America interview a couple days ago, and can't remember the name of it. But of course, one of the people on there decided to uh, say, you know, hey, why don't you come play for the Commanders? Uh, first of all, stupid name, by the way, very stupid name, the Washington Commanders. It really does sound like an XFL team. Well, I mean they they have the they have the Guardians for God's sakes. So, you know, there's two. Uh, there's two Native American teams that have been named very stupidly. You know, you got the you have the Cleveland Indians who got renamed to the Cleveland Guardians. So that was that was really not a great name, in my opinion. That's not a great name. And then the well, actually, I will say this: I think the Washington Commanders. I think that is actually a decent name, even though it is an XFL name. But you know, uh, he was asking Russell Wilson, you know, hey, would you consider coming over coming to Washington and playing? Uh, for the commanders and he and Russell Wilson stated, you know, Hey, I'm staying in Seattle. I'm comfortable with playing here in Seattle. So there's that conversation's over. The conversation of trading Russell Wilson is over. John Schneider is going to take phone calls. No doubt. He's going to take phone calls and listen to offers from other teams but there is no chance in hell that John Schneider is trading Russell Wilson. It will not happen. So all these jersey changes or jersey swaps that are going on Twitter, they need to stop. Because it's getting annoying. It's getting so fucking irritating to see all of these jersey swaps every time or every other day, you know, there there's a jersey swap with Russell Wilson in a uh, the uh, a Saints uniform. There's a jersey swap of him in a Commanders uniform. There's a jersey swap of him in a Dolphins uniform. The jersey swap that I, that we want to see here is Russell Wilson in a Seahawks uniform. Or let's actually let's talk about the jersey swap. Let's swap the jerseys that the Seahawks have now to the 1980s jerseys. Let's get, let's get those jerseys back. Um, I think it was about a week ago that the president of the Seahawks said that they will not be bringing those back this year, which is really, really disappointing. That was very disappointing to hear because I know a lot of people were very interested in seeing, you know, because, because with the rule changes now, now they can actually have uh, those jerseys come back and the, and the new helmets because of all of these uh, helmet rules, they got rid of. So thank, thank goodness that that happened. Because we're we're gonna we're gonna see the the return of those throwbacks. And I want to say, as soon as we see the return of those throwbacks, I want to say that the, the Seahawks might actually go back to those. 
that's one conversation that I want to have with Riley uh, whenever he gets on here. He's only, he's only going to be on here for about uh, 20 minutes or so. Because, of course, Nate's going to be coming on here soon. But, you know, the 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 old silver helmet jerseys or, or the old silver helmet uh, retro look for the Seahawks, I think, is the best one that we've ever had. You know, don't get me wrong. I love the new I love the Nike jerseys. I love I love the the Nike jersey concept that that, that came out when they uh, rebranded the team and redesigned the jerseys because uh, those old Reebok jerseys were awful the those Reebok jerseys were absolutely horrendous and I think they were some of the worst jerseys that the Seahawks have ever had but you know it's it's going to be interesting to see when uh those throwbacks do come back because you know people have been screaming about it for what is it now I think I think they've been I think they've been screaming about it. Hey, Sasquatch NHL is on here. What's going on, guys? Uh, by the way, be sure to give Sasquatch NHL uh, a subscription on YouTube. Go ahead and type it up at Sasquatch NHL. Uh, very awesome Kraken-based podcast, by the way. They just released their first uh, podcast just this past week. They did a great job. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing good things, especially with uh, the 32 crew. 32 crew if you guys have not know about the 32 crew they are great people they are doing fantastic work so many people are d- doing so much good things with the with the Kraken uh, Sasquatch NHL is one of them because they're they're just they're doing great things with uh I think they're doing uh post game wrap ups they did yeah they did a post game uh they did a post game podcast I think it was the the last loss that the that the Kraken had before the winning uh, before the losing streak ended. But uh, getting back to the to the Seahawks uniforms, you know, uh, I think it's been now I want to say between seven and ten years. I think it's between seven and ten years that people on social media have been crying out for the jerseys to change back to the 1980 logos or back to the 1980s look, you know, with a, a really not nice blue, a uh, really good light blue and the silver helmets. Those, first of all, those silver helmets are absolutely sharp. I think the silver helmet look for the Seahawks was the best ever. I, I mean, again, I love the action green jerseys. I love, I love the Nike jerseys, but nothing compares to those, uh, those, uh, tell me the silver helmet look. And of course the, uh, and of course those, uh, really light blue jerseys, you know, you, you, you can't beat those. That, that, that's just too much of a classic. Um, another Jersey chain that was announced was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced that they're going to be gr- bringing back the creamsicle jerseys. And out of all throwback jerseys that I've seen, the creamsicle jerseys for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the worst. They are some of the worst throwback jerseys I've ever seen because, you know, nothing but nothing but painful memories for, for Buccaneer fans because if everybody remembers, I think the Buccaneers, so the Buccaneers went 0-13 in their first season. And, of course, the creamsicle jerseys were the, the first jerseys that they even uh, – came out with so 
you know, the fact that we are going to be seeing those jerseys return, I don't like it. And I'm willing to bet when Tom Brady heard about it, he's like, okay, now I know I'm going to retire. <laughs> I think that's the reason that I think that's the real reason why Tom Brady retired is because they were bringing the creamsicle jerseys back. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, what was it last week? Was it last week that we had him on green on? I think it was last week. Let me check. I like, my God, I've been doing so many podcasts now. Uh, no, it was a uh, Christian Rao from slasher sports. And, uh, by the way, I was actually on, uh, Christian's podcast just the other night. Uh, I had a really good time over an hour talking, uh, Mariners, of course. So that was really fun. But, uh, yeah, I just recently, uh, emailed Amon. Mm. I don't know why I'm yawning, by the way. I, I apologize for that yawn. If anyone just yawned because they saw me yawn, I apologize because we all know that yawning is the most addictive thing ever, including drugs. But no, uh, I talked to Amon Green and I and he loves those jerseys. Uh, the silver helmet jerseys, of course, is where he got his start at back in 1998. And he has a lot of fond memories about him. And he said when the Seahawks, when he said when the Seahawks switched to the to the Reebok, he said he hated him. He absolutely hated him. And and uh, look who's joining us tonight. It is Riley. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? Oh, dude, not much. Not Who much. hated what when they switched to Reebok? Yeah. So I was just uh, so I I just got into the conversation of the uh, of the Seahawks not bringing back the uh, the old 1980s silver helmet blue jersey concept because uh the i think paul arnold uh, the president of the seahawks announced on kgr that they weren't going to do it this year but i was uh, yeah it's, it's gonna take a couple of years is what it'll take oh yeah yeah it'll it'll definitely take a couple of years but um no I, I i was emailing him on and i asked him i said what what is your real thought about those jerseys and he says those are some of the best jerseys that the Seahawks have ever come out with. He said his his second favorite, though, you're in, and you're gonna be, you're just gonna die laughing because I know you hate them. His second favorite are the action green jerseys. <laughs> Kill off action but, green, get rid of it, <laughs> give the throwback. That'd be better. <laughs> I don't want to see the throwbacks come back and be a throwback main jersey. No, that's that's a no. I think that they'd be a great alternative jersey to wear once a season. Um, well, I mean, uh, I'm just saying what I think. I mean, when we're talking about it, that's that's what I think. I think that the the hard home and away jerseys look pretty sharp, and you can wear you can um, wear your two different jerseys twice a year. That's why you usually get one action green game and you get one wolf gray jersey set. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be fine with them doing away with the wolf gray and the action green and going with a home and away set for those. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I love the I love the wolf gray. I think that's a really nice little uh, like third jersey concept that they came up with. Um, I do love the action green though. I, I I actually really do love the action green. I know a lot of people are not a fan of it, but you know you're gonna get you're people who are a fan of it. You're gonna be, you're gonna get people who aren't a fan of it. <laughs> no, it's. I mean that's just the way it is. There's people that don't like what we have now for jerseys, and I think what we have now are really really good looking jerseys. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm uh, 
when uh, Nike re- re- uh, revamped the Seahawk jerseys, you know, I was so happy about it because, you know, the, the Seahawk Reebok jerseys were, I think, some of the worst. I, I, I truly believe they were some of the worst jerseys that they've ever had. And, uh, you know, to, to have a revamp, to have Nike personally uh, help with the reamp of the jerseys was uh, just as special because again, you know, uh, Nike's got a lot of, you know, the, the Phil Knight, of course, is a, is a big Seahawks fan. Of course, he's a Oregon alumni, of course. So he's going to, so he helps uh, shut up, just shut the fuck up. I see you fucking smiling. You smug son of a bitch, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, so he'll help uh, Oregon with their uniform concepts and designs. And I look, even, I, even I've admitted it on this podcast, you know, Oregon, like everything that Oregon does, like jersey concepts, sneakers, they are fire. I will get, I will give Oregon that. Okay, I'm gonna give Oregon that. I, I will gladly give Oregon credit where credit is due with the jerseys and the sneakers. But, and of course, Phil Knight uh, jumped on the ju- jumped right on the Seahawks bandwagon uh, when they switched to Nike. And he's like, we're going to help you re- redesign the jerseys and come up with brand new jerseys. And yeah, the, the Nike yeah, jerseys. Yeah, when the league are, switched as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the Nike jerseys were were absolutely flawless. Um, so I was really happy about that. And but you know, uh, like you said, it's going to take a couple years. Probably, I want to say it's probably going to take um, up until next year. I want to say next year that we are going to get those throwbacks hopefully we get those throwbacks uh and no i wouldn't count for next year either it's, it's going to take probably two years because they have to acquire all the fabrics for one to do it and mm-hmm. then they have to make um stock for players and for fans so it takes um the timeline will be a couple years mm, okay uh, that, that's what i read anyways is, is they were talking about it and they said don't expect to see them next year either because even though they said we're we're close, he said that the you know the thing was he didn't say next year. He said we're, you know basically it's like the well, yeah we're working on it, but but mm-hmm. you know um, one thing. So uh, one thing I wanted to also talk about with you is uh, we 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 forgot to do our uh, basically break down the Super Bowl. But I you know it's been like what three weeks since the Super Bowl, so. There really isn't much to talk about anymore. You know, hey, congratulations to the St. Louis Rams on winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I will say this, though. I It was a amazing game, by the way. I, I I did not have one bit of complaints about the game because I thought the game was uh, a nail-biter all the way down until the end. That's exactly what you want with the biggest game of the year. And... The only complaint that I will have is too many goddamn electric car commercials. But for for a Los Angeles for a Los Angeles Super Bowl, what do you expect? <laughs> what the fuck? What's going on? Oh, I had a window open, but I had spot, thought I had volume down. All of a sudden, I started talking, mm. and I was like, "What so, the hell?" <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, like I mean, week. I don't know. They they played it. They both played a good game. We got a good game. That's I guess that's all we can ask for. I would have mm-hmm. rather um, you know Burrow and Cincinnati won, but they did a great job in the first half. You know, um, putting a stop to the Rams' brass rush and stopping Aaron Donald and scheming it. 
But they changed. But then L.A. made their adjustments at half, and Cincinnati couldn't make any adjustments. And Von Miller and uh, Aaron Donald, um, you know, they just they unleashed on them. Hmm. Which is a shame too, because if you watch the final play of the game for Cincinnati, mm-hmm. they could have won that game if they would have had like a half second, maybe a second more. Uh, Ramsey fell down in coverage again. He did. Ramsey was flat on his belly again, flopping around like a fish out there. And uh, they they would have scored a touchdown off that because nobody was catching uh, Jamar Chase. He was he was how he was taken into the house. Mm. Safeties were cheated. Safeties were there, but they were too far away to, to change the outcome. I think. Mm. Yeah, well, so that would that would have been the greatest story ever is watching Jalen Ramsey, the I'm the best corner in the league, who looked like burnt toast out there all game long and gave up more yards. I mean, like, looks well, fair is fair. Like there was a huge face max involved on that long touchdown by Chase, but mm-hmm. or yeah, that was that, that Higgins? Um... It was Higgins, wasn't it? It was Higgins, yeah. So, yeah, Higgins. so that was the one thing that I was uh, really uh, upset about, especially at that last drive by the by this uh, by the Los Angeles Rams. You know, the the refs were sitting on the whistles all game long, and then they picked they picked the exact moment to finally blow the whistle. And you know, I don't think it was a pass interference, or I don't even think it, like I don't think the linebacker really did anything to impose or affect the outcome of a catch. You know, I think it was a pretty soft call, but it, you know, that, that call led to that touchdown. Yeah. And I think that like, when you, when you look at some of the other calls too, though, they didn't make, there was Aaron Donald, I think on the entire last series lined up offsides, he was literally over the ball Mm -hmm. and how a line judge who's has one job, one job as a line judge, you look down that line and make sure everybody from the opposing team is on the other side of the ball. How do you miss that? I don't know, man. And I don't want to hear the bullshit excuses from people that, well, it's an all-star crew of the highest rated referees in the NFL during the season, and they're not used to working together. I don't give a shit, man. You got one job. That's like that's like putting an all-star crew of hot dog salesmen together, and you fail to sell a fucking hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like, like, what's it. the excuse? You have one job, and it's no different if you've got different people selling selling hot dogs with you. <laughs> you have one job. Make one call. Definitely. I love it, dude. Um, so another thing that I wanted to – so I don't know if you watched the the uh, movie commentary podcast, by the way, but uh, dude, no, you missed a good one. You missed, a, watch yet. you missed a good one last night. It was Dante's Peak. I don't like Dante's Peak. Really? You don't like Dante's Peak? Mm-mm. Okay, uh, what about Scott Pilgrim versus the World? It's all right. <laughs> well, I know what you well, I know what you think of Titanic, of course. <laughs> Titanic waste of time. I'll tell you what, man, when you when you do the the real Ghostbusters trilogy, I'll watch. Oh, the oh, the original Ghostbusters, huh? The first two, and then Afterlife. I don't count that turd that came out in 2017 as part of the franchise. Uh, no, that that was that was terrible. That was a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul Feig and all of them get mad because Meh, you just hate women. No, it's just a bad movie. Like a bad movie is a bad movie. Well, it really was. No, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. I mean, it really was a bad movie. They they didn't 
I think they picked the wrong actresses to do it, but I don't think anybody could have saved it. Well, they picked some good ones, but I think like a lot of it comes down to a lot of people that Leslie Gal seems to rub a lot of people the wrong way. <laughs> Holy cow. Like, I don't know what she's done. I, I That's like no politics, no getting into it. I don't know because I don't, I don't, I never watched Saturday Night Live. All I know is people are like, yeah, she was on Saturday Night Live and she wasn't funny there. I I can't say that. That that was the big knock. And then, mm. you know, all the other crap that went on behind the scenes with it and went on with the game, you know, I don't know. It just seems like she gets she gets uh, pretty hated on and I don't know what she's ever done. So I don't know, man. I, I could not tell you one bit. Um, I just know that was one of the big, big headlines of that movie was people were belly aching about her. And I, I don't know if that's, you know, because of her skin tone or what have you, like a lot of people suggest. So mm. I can't fairly say because I, I don't watch it. I don't, I've never seen, I've never seen her in anything to tell you if she's funny or not, but that's just like a lot of people will tell you, Hey, Schumer's funny. And she's not <laughs> same with that. Samantha B on her, on her thing. It's, she's not funny. No, Samantha think... B is really not funny yet. I never thought she was funny. Well, a lot of people do is all I'm saying. So my opinion yeah, is, and there's funny. a big reason why. <laughs> there's a huge reason why people think Samantha B is funny, and and it's only for one reason. I'll mm -hmm. say that. Same th same thing goes for Trevor Noah. I, I I never thought Trevor Noah was a good comedian. Well, he's the Daily Show host now, right? I think so. I think yeah. he is the Daily Show's host. Well, anyway, British um, fella. Yeah, I think I'm trying to figure out uh, real quickly because my, but for some reason, my the volume on my headphones like I can barely hear you. But the uh -oh. no, no, no. Like it, ha um, it has nothing to do with your microphone. It has to do. Yeah, with no. Something. I was I was sitting forward looking for something here. Um, oh, so, so it has we to did do have because it because it happened last night. Like, um, K Hard in the in the you know the podcast he his audio was fine it was completely normal but you know i could barely hear him for some stupid reason so the seahawks as we know we had the underwear olympics this week which kind of bummed me out because i didn't get to see a whole lot of them the um, what olympics years past i got to watch a lot of it so the, i mean like the big news was i saw that there's that minnesota tackle was like six foot eight 384 or 386 pounds Mm -hmm. big old boy out there <laughs> speaking and, uh, of speaking of offensive tackle did you hear about the uh 310 pound uh old miss player who actually uh smacked a home run for the for the baseball team no dude like you just said two words that i don't pay attention to <laughs> <laughs> and oh, i'll pay me. even less attention now because everything that's going on is once again it goes back to my my opinion of of that sport and yeah you know it, it it look man like i'm for players getting money but when when millionaires and billionaires squabble over millions there's there's problems hmm. and like the billionaires are garbage and the players should i'm not arguing that players should get should get all their worth mm -hmm. but like the super two contracts and shit like that where they want 122 million and they want to have so many more players eligible to be millionaires when they already average salaries like 1.4 or 1.6 million. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not a good look is all I'm saying. You no. know, you, you, and let me put it from this point of view is as, as an avid fan of the NFL, right? I'm a big fan of the NFL. I do think that the NFL is way harder on your body. 
than being a baseball player. I, mm-hmm. I do, but I'm not, I'm not knocking the sport. I think it takes a tremendous amount of, of uh, hand-eye coordination to be able to do what you do. And it's amazing to see people go out there and throw uh, faster than what like the human body has ever figured to be able to throw when they're throwing, you know, 98, hundred and some miles per hour. So um, I think that it's, it's a, it's just a bad look and baseball in general has black eyes from the past labor stoppages. And here we are right again, back in a labor stoppage. Um, it went from America's pastime, which it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. It's now a regional sport that has tons of regional coverage and regional television contracts versus like, I think the NFL is more of America's pastime. I think that it's closer to that. And even the NBA, you know, who most recently is the one that had the work stoppage. I think mm-hmm. they were the most recent, <clears throat> uh, you know, they've recovered a lot better than, than the MLB has. And it's just short sighted of the owners and short sighted of the players union. I think that, that they all need to kind of figure that out. And, and it's not all on the players and it's not all on the owners. I'm not, I'm not siding with either. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's a bad look for the sport in general that already has marred histories with uh, work stoppages. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not good. It's it, not good for the, it, it's really just a terrible look for the league. Um, because baseball, I feel like, was on the uprise, especially with how many superstars are in the league right now, and with how many, uh, like, I mean, you've the the league has now had uh, two shortened seasons in the middle of prime Mike Trout, prime Jacob Degrom, prime Fernando Tatis Jr., and it's just a shame. Um, and it's even helps Fernando Tatis. Huh? <laughs> so that probably only helps Tatis. Poor guy seems to get injured quite a bit. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, like it's, it's, just, it's just horrible to see this. Well, like I said, it is. And, and um, I don't know. It's just union reps and the union have to do a better job of negotiating with that. And the owners have to, the owners have to get wise and they have to put the right people. Like, look, I think Bud Selig was a joke, but Bud Selig is way better of a, uh, a better of a commissioner than Manfred's been. Mm. And now I'm probably going to get sued since Manfred's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, um, as I was saying, is yeah. Well, so we had we had the the underwear Olympics, and so you know, there's there's some people out there that the Seahawks were looking at and met with. Uh, the list that I see, it looks like they met with Max Borgie, uh, running back WSU. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they met with Aunt Abraham Lucas from Washington State. Mm-hmm. Um. He did not allow a sack and only give up eight hurries on 477 pass blocking snaps this year. This last year, he's projected as a third or fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah, I mean, Max Borgie is a really interesting uh, person that the Seahawks were looking at because uh, being a Wazoo Coog, you know, there there's some people out. Uh, I know Kayla, uh, who is a big Husky fan, she was. She was she was kind of hoping that he ends up with the with the uh, Minnesota Vikings just because of how much he hates purple and gold. <laughs> they had a they looked at a Rashid Walt Walker from Penn State. He was a three year starter at Penn State mm-hmm. uh, for left left tackle. They met with Abram Smith uh, from Baylor. He is the linebacker converted to running back. 
and he played uh led the Big 12 in rushing yards and yards after contact. Looks like he had uh almost 1600 yards rushing uh um 1011 yards after contact and 79 gained. They met with Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M. And they met with uh Ubs uh was a Kate Otten. So interesting, and I'm sure there's more out there that that'll come out. Hmm. Definitely, man. I, I mean, we'll the, see what other the draft though for the that. Seahawks is interesting because again, how many picks do they have? They have five picks. Got two second rounders. No, th- I think no third rounder. Right, a, f- mm. a fourth rounder is that what it is? And then yeah, they've got. Yeah, let me look here. Let's see. 41st overall in the second round. They only have one second rounder. I thought they had two for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh. And they got two They got two picks in round four. That's not too bad. It's, it's all right. They're going to have to hit on – they're going to have to hit on their first two draft choices. It's a it's a deep draft for, for a lot um, – offensive line is what I've heard. And – for speed wide receivers, it looked like it was a very, very deep draft because we had a lot of guys running um, really fast 40s. A 4-2-6 and like a 4-3-1 or something. Speaking of uh, wide receivers, uh, the uh, the Cowboys are expected to either trade or release Amari Cooper. And uh, thankfully, I've only seen one tweet today where, it's, where someone tagged the Seahawks Twitter account. And, but, you know... Not gonna lie, you know, you you get Amari Cooper on the Seahawks. I mean, that's deadly. Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf. But you no, know, I'm not actually the big fan of Amari Cooper. I don't think he's really that great, and I think that showed in Dallas last year. He didn't play very well after, especially after receiving a hundred million dollar contract. He got handed out like you know <laughs> that was designed for him to be able to get out of. And I I think that they'll they'll end up actually releasing him. Because mm-hmm. uh, he'll he'll only count five million against their salary cap and not the twenty some million. Yeah. So looking at forty yard dashes, the top was that Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. He had a four two eight. Four two eight. Just just only six tenths of a set, or well, a little like just a tiny bit slower than John Ross. We had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine people ran below four four. That's incredible. Chris Alave from um, uh, Ohio State ran a four thirty nine. Garrett Wilson, because they were looked at as a pretty good duo out there, he ran a four three a four three eight. Um, I'm not sure. Really, who the other big names are in in this year for the um, wide receivers? Uh, like running backs. The 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 big four yard dash looked like it was uh, South Dakota State's Pierre Strong ran a four three nine. Brees Hall, Iowa State, because I've I've heard his name mentioned it somewhere for something was a four four four. Walker from. Um, 
Michigan State. He ran a four four six. Yeah, Zamir White was a four forty seven out of Georgia. Uh, when you go O line and or D line D end, the three cone for the D end, no data was given for that. And same with the OL. Mm. I tell you one thing, man. There's not really going to be a lot of football talk here coming up in the next couple of weeks, except for the draft. Well, and that and that's fine. It gives well, you know, the the thing is, is I think we've got the franchise tag date coming up of free agency. So I think you'll have a quieter week in the next, like for the next two weeks until that kicks off. You'll have talk up to it on who does it. Uh, looking at our reps, Zion Johnson from Boston College ran 32 on the offensive line, a guard. Uh, the big name was, uh, let's see here, that people talk about as a tackle from Alabama. Hmm. And I don't even see him listed up there for that. Maybe he didn't lift. Lucas from Washington State put up 24 reps. Not bad. Not bad at all. So this is the guy right here I was talking about is, is Daniel uh, Falele. Mm-hmm. I, I probably murdered his name. I apologize for that. <laughs> Melbourne, Australia, 6'8", 384 pounds, 35 and an eighth inch arms, 11 inch hands. Well, we put don't know 24, just how much the Seahawks love their Australians. He put up 24 bench presses. He's a uh, not bad. Uh, Alec Lindstrom, I think, was a um, looking among centers. The best one was Jurgens with 25 reps from Nebraska. Um, I don't see a, a I don't see a whole lot that's like outstanding. What about? But we do see go, some good. Pro, we do see some good prospects out there, though. Yeah, we we do. Well, I mean, we do. It'll be interesting to see. It's just maybe they're not all the way done yet. I'm not sure. Maybe that's maybe that's what's going on. Is yeah, because there's well, not a, there's uh, not a lot of information on on uh, offensive line. Well, um, uh, we're nothing on D, and there's nothing on the D D line yet. So I I, I don't know. I think the combine must run all weekend. Then I don't know. Well, that's going to do it for this uh, for this football segment. But before we uh, Riley gets out of here, I want to tell Riley that I'm actually going to go watch. I'm actually about to go watch the uh, new Batman movie tonight. Dude, that's that's hype. Dude, I cannot wait because uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I saw one review. Now, here's the thing. I saw one review from a friend of ours, uh, Chris Henderson. And here's the thing. It takes a lot to really do impress him with a movie. And he said that Robert Patson pulled it off. So if he gives a good review, you know it's going to be a good movie. And here's the and here's the thing. Look, people say Titanic was long. This is a near three hour movie. <laughs> but uh, that's exciting. I, oh yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoy it, man. I, I'll probably go uh, check it out at some point. Definitely, man. All right, man. You have a wonderful evening, brother. I'll talk to you next week. See you later. There we go. Riley is done. And now we get our uh, baseball analyst, Nate. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. How's it going? Oh, well, uh, some stupid things with my headphones because I don't know, because for some reason the audio is good with everybody, but I can barely hear people for some stupid reason. So I think I need to get new headphones. But other than that, also not to mention uh, there's a work stoppage in baseball. So there's that. That, 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 yeah. that awful 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 thing that happened 
I mean, yeah. So, um, okay. So, MLB and the and the owners, they're in their own little fantasy world, and people will say that the players are too. But honestly, I don't think the players are in the wrong here. They just want, um, they're trying to set up for the future, right? So. Exactly. Manfred said, Manfred said a lot of false statements about how MLB is losing money. It was the most profitable it's ever been in the last like five years. Even with COVID, it was still pretty uh, profitable. It's just, it's just out of, I don't know. I think MLB owners are out of touch. They're, they're honestly just a bunch of boomers who don't want change. And they're, and it's, it's a real shame it. because, you know, what this lockout has done to Major League Baseball is it now has officially given them the worst black eye that could they, they could have possibly imagined. Here's the th- another thing about Rob Manfred is uh, the man should be a politician because all he does is lie. He just yeah. – and the fact that Rob Manfred uh, went on national television – and before the conference even began, he smugly was just smiling and laughing like a Batman villain after he, after they caught after they catch Batman in the animated series. But it's just like you are the commissioner of this sport, and you think that this is funny. And then when he said it's all it's all about the fans, I got news for you, dude. You don't give a shit about the fans. If you gave a shit about the fans, you and the rest of the owners and the players association would not have, would have been meeting in January. You would not have taken 43 days between meetings. Right. I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous because this lockout could have been avoided if they would have met in January. I mean, if even if they met in December, they did meet in January, but they were obviously futile five-minute meetings where people just stormed out. And now I understand why, because MLB was probably just like trying to pull one over, and these guys are a lot, you know, the players are a lot smarter than what the owners are giving them credit for. So I think that's kind of just why. We're at where we're at. We're at this impasse that we're not going to get through. And it it looks like negotiators are still meeting and they're going to try to get something going. I was reading something on the news or reading, you know, just doing a little bit of research. So this TV deal, and I mean, this could be totally just not real news, but it it looked pretty credible to me is like the MLB makes a ton of money on these on these TV deals. Right. Mm. And they get their full TV deal. Um at what is it 162 137 games they get the full tv deal without any financial hits so they can miss up to 25 games without taking a financial hit Mm -hmm. and looking back like april other than opening day is not a very profitable month because especially in northern regions where they're outside and it's freezing balls cold out and nobody wants to go outside and go to games. So it's a little bit less profitable. It's the beginning of the season. You have the NBA wrapping up. You have the hockey wrapping up. People aren't ready. You know, March Madness is still 
March Madness is even happening, I believe. Yeah. Around the end of March, beginning of April, right? Like the people aren't fully tuned into baseball until the weather gets warmer and it's May. Mm -hmm. So therefore owners aren't making any money in that month anyway. So what's it hurt? So in MLB's mind, it's like, what's it hurt canceling a month of baseball? We're going to get all our TV deals. Yeah. And then we're going to make money starting in May. So maybe, I don't know, this would suck, but why don't just start the season in the end of April? Why don't have spring training in like, you know, started well, in March then. Well, for one thing, I would like the season to start like probably in the last week of April. That way I can still go down to Florida and watch the Mariners play. Okay. <laughs> like, no, no. I mean, I mean, just in no, the no, no, no. I, I know exactly years. what you're, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying though. I know exactly what you're saying. No one you cares know, about your trip, Mike. Nobody except you. Well, my dad cares about it as well. Oh, well, okay. So <laughs> two people in this whole, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a lot of golfing down there, and and I am gonna be sending you so many photos, and I'm gonna make sure I make you jealous as hell. That's fine. I'll just send you more photos like tomorrow when I'm going. Oh, How's sorry. the weather up there? <laughs> I know exactly how the weather is up there. <laughs> so we're just, so we're really gonna be, so we're really gonna be doing dick measures here now, huh? <laughs> yeah, except yeah, except with balls. <laughs> No, on the fairway, and except if it's you, they're in the rough or in the trap. Bullshit, bull fucking shit. I went golfing a couple weeks ago, and I was, uh, mo- I, I kept out of the rough a lot. I was actually keeping out of the rough a lot. So because I the was- grass hasn't the grass hasn't grown yet, so of course everything's the fairway. You could hit it in the sand trap, and it's still the fairway because it's frozen. Oh, solid. if I no, if I hit it in the sand trap, I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna kick stroke that thing. I am not. I, I'm sorry. Not playing it out of the uh, that's the that's the worst part of my game is my bunker play. But so you use the hand wedge, is what you're saying. <laughs> I did use the hand wedge, but um, no, yeah, but other than that, you know, um, so I was on the Rue report by the way, I was on Christian's uh podcast, you coming on, I was on, and uh, we we got into the discussion about the the uh the, the lockout but i also i also wanted to put a little bit of blame on to tony clark a little bit i'm not going to put full blame on him but i believe i believe that the players association needs somebody else besides tony clark negotiating um i you know you can so i'll you can, agree with that i'll agree with that because at so, the end of the day a deal didn't get done and both parties are responsible for getting a deal done right now now granted mlb is like the egregious one here right but 100%. I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, the players should be like, hey, what the heck, Tony? Why couldn't we get a deal done? I mean, maybe he didn't negotiate as well, or you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say is, Tony Clark's the bad guy is, here, but it could have been done is, better, maybe. I don't this know. is why I made a suggestion on the Rue report. Uh, we're going to, we're going to leave a link. We'll leave a link uh, here on YouTube for the Rue report that you can actually listen to that podcast. But, um, you know, I mentioned, you know, what about Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., Derek, Derek Jeter, uh, David Ortiz, Frank Thomas, guys who actually, you know, love the game. I'm not – here's the thing. I'm not saying that Tony Clark doesn't love baseball. I am saying that I don't think his heart was truly in these negotiations as it would be if 
Griffey were to possibly try to negotiate. Bonds would try to negotiate. Jeter would try to negotiate. Frank Thomas would try to negotiate. David Ortiz right. would. David Ortiz, I think, would not negotiate. He'd just hold a gun up to Rob Manfred's head. <laughs> well, David Ortiz, I think, would be good. I mean, any anybody. I think you know these these guys have. I don't know. I don't know how often you know the MLBPA president or spokesperson or whoever he is like how often they rotate right i don't know like the life cycle of that position but i would think that every few years they you know they switch Mm -hmm. out but i don't know man like bottom line is is we don't have baseball fans are upset we're going to be losing fans probably Mm -hmm. in a a pivotal year where the mariners need to play baseball and and I don't know. I saw some tweet. I don't know. I've been just kind of off Twitter because I'm just so upset. But I think yeah. I saw something that said we might be going to 14 game, 14 team postseason. Did you see something like that? I did see that. That is, I think that's stupid. Uh, I don't, I mean, yes, no. I don't think that's I mean, a good idea because I don't know if it was Manfred that said this or if it was Jeff Passan when I was listening on ESPN. But because I was listening to the press conference after they said there was no deal after the best and final offer. I sent out mm-hmm. a tweet from one of my accounts that said, there's, you know, there's always a better offer than the final offer. I've bought in a car before. So, <laughs> um, that's definitely there's always, true. There's always going to be a better offer, but here's the thing. Like if we go to a 14, somebody said that, I don't know. I don't want to give Manfred credit, but I will, if it was him that said this, but I think it might have been Jeff Poston, so I think it's him. So it was – they said even if you make it into the playoffs like with like a weaker record or as like the, you know, the mm-hmm. seventh seed in your league or whatever, and you end up making the playoffs, you're making a run and end up in the World Series, it, it, that's baseball because baseball is just – it's wired different in the postseason. Every, everyone plays – anything – can happen when you go when you show up at the ballpark. Nothing's guaranteed in baseball. It's not like the NBA where the good team is more than likely going to annihilate the bad team, <clears throat> right? But yeah, in in baseball, records can dictate yes that a team is piss poor, but out of one game, if you have like a one game playoff series, right? You can't you can't take that weaker team for granted because they could actually show up that one day and eliminate the best team, if that makes sense. Cause that's, yeah. that's how baseball works. So even if you have 14 teams, I think, you know what, I think that's too many, but at the same time, as long as the Mariners aren't the 14th seed, then I'll count that, you know, they're uh, or they're 14th or the seventh seed, I guess Then I would count them as, you know, a successful postseason If they, if they're the last seed because they just scraped in barely. Well, my thoughts my thoughts on this is um, I'm not a fan. I would not be a fan of the 14 team uh, postseason because, because here's the thing, look, you know, it, it, it's basically now people are going to be making jokes. People are going to be making jokes saying, Oh, congratulations. Mariners are finally going to get into the playoffs. Oh, congratulations. Mariners. You're, you're actually finally going to, that's not the Mariners fault though. That's no, no, but, but what I'm saying is, is that I don't, the, the 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 playoffs as of right now as it stands with what is it um 10 teams in the in there or is it uh something like that 
yeah. So you have two wild card games. I think that it is two wild card games to determine the the team that actually plays the wild card winner in the in the winner of that wild card game is the second place winner. And you have that you have that game, you have the wild card game. So you know why why change something that's good? I think the reason why they they want to step it up is because they want more games. Uh, they want to possibly uh, move the season. They they want to try to make the season like a little bit longer. Right. Um, well, but we're already playing. We're already, man, yeah, we're, a, already playing in November, if I'm not mistaken. Like I was, I think I was at a Halloween party when the Nationals won the World Series. That's October 31st. That's like, that's late, man. That just seems that, like so far in the season. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. Well, I mean, but again, you know, when when you got fourteen teams making the making the 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 playoffs, you know, really, that's no, that's no fun. That's right. a, that really is no fun because, you know, you're you're with with fourteen teams making the playoffs and in each individual. I, are they are they saying like fourteen teams from each league, or are they saying just like fourteen teams altogether? And fourteen teams, so seven per league. Okay. Okay. So, but I I still think that's a little bit too much. I think ten teams is the perfect well, amount. Let me, let me go look at the doggone standings and find out what that means here. Because I, I know. Oh, speaking of standings, so with this delay, before mm-hmm. I look these up, right? Uh, this is a point I had to question. I asked Divish this um, on his Twitter, and he just didn't respond. But um, I was asking, like, we have five. We have five teams in our division, right? Mm. I believe the acronym is ASHAT. So we have five teams. So we have um, we have Oakland, Los mm-hmm. Angeles, Houston, Mariners, and Rangers. So it's five teams. With this delay in the canceling of the first few games of the season, that could ultimately affect – in uh what is it, in rankings within the division because some teams are going to play more games against division rivals and some teams mm. won't okay so and i want to know how i want to know how baseball is going to rectify that because that poses a problem that po- do you see what i mean because that could yeah. affect where the mariners land or how far down they land they could they could go like i don't know how many how many games do we play against the division like within the i don't even know the answer to that like i don't even know how many games we play but i think with i think within now, the division i think within the division the mariners actually play half of their games again or no like 60 no, I want, games or so right? yeah like, at, least 60, like, at least 60 games uh, within the division right so here's my question is with five teams you have five teams right mm. we were supposed to start out with against who oakland or someone texas we we're supposed to start we were, against we were supposed to start out against uh, Detroit and Houston. Or no, okay. no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, so with the cancellation, with the cancellation. Hold on, if, I'm if, looking at the 22 schedule here. One second. Go ahead. You, bro, bro, you obviously need glasses, man. You're, you're squinting hella. Well, if I put on my glasses, you won't see my eyeballs. Um, True. But I'll. Uh, you know, As of right now, we're, we're officially starting out against Minnesota. Right. I know we're starting out against Minnesota. Hold on. Let me just go to Mariners.com. Let's see here. I'm astigmatism, like so light just really jacks up my eyeballs. Oh, I see. 
Yeah, so let's see here. Schedule, 22, regular schedule. Hmm. So I might have to whip out my handy-dandy Excel spreadsheet that I'm so good at creating. I mean, I was so looking forward to making my uniform spreadsheet again this year that I have to, like, not start it on time. So we were supposed to start when? April? March well, they 31st. Just, they just jacked it off the schedule. They didn't even – Yeah, they, they took them all off the schedule. But originally so they, don't even, they don't even exist on this. That sucks. Okay, no. so uh, any idea who we were supposed to play? Yeah, the Detroit Tigers. And who? Um, the Los Angeles, the the Angels. Okay, so we played the Angels, right? So we. Um, okay, so there it is. CBS Sports has a schedule. Okay. Good. Um, so regular season, so we're supposed to cancel. So we're supposed to play Detroit and the mm -hmm. Angels in Detroit, okay. and then Detroit again. Oh, nice. So that means we lose out on a series against. Oh come on! Against the Angels. Yeah, I'm getting yelled at by this website saying that my ad blocker is pissing it off. Um. Yeah, I have a plug-in that just blocks all the pop-ups. Um, well, that's good. I mean, you, you, definitely well, need, web, you definitely need those. Websites don't like it. They're like, oh, disable this so you can <laughs> continue. Um, all right, so then we go to Minnesota. So that's where we're going to start allegedly, right? So we already lose out on two games against the Angels. And then um, – so that's – we lose out on two games against the Angels. Let's check out – uh, I don't know. Let's see, let's see. Houston. So, I, I I understand what you're saying, though. I under I, I completely understand what you're saying. We lose out on we lose out on division games, and that's and that really, like, that would hurt. Let's say let's say the Mariners and the Astros were to finish. So the Houston high. Houston didn't even play a division rival. They they got canceled against Philadelphia and the Yankees. So, so we would so we would have taken a decent chunk lead in the division, especially against the Angels, if we were to win that series. So right. that would mean that I see what so you're now, saying. So now Houston has an advantage if they play the Angels because they have a four game series. They're going to start the season at Anaheim with a four game series now. Oh, that's and, brilliant! Right, and so here we are. We're already not playing. We're already down two games in the division to Houston. In, in a, in a, I guess a ranking sense, if that makes sense, in a ranking sense, because um, they get to play within the division and we don't. Mm -hmm. So if it comes down to a tiebreaker, they, I don't know if we have a playoff. I don't know how that would work. I don't know where we'd fall, like where we fall in the standings. Like where I think it's, if we end up with a record that's the, a tie or whatever, I think we obviously have a one game playoff. But where we fall within the standings, like mm -hmm. if we have a tied record at the end of the season, who's going to be first place? Who's going to be second place? Does that make sense? That's based that on how sense. you played with. It's, how, it's based on how you play within the division. And now you have an unfair advantage because games are canceled. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's so unfair. I mean because again, like you said, you know, this affects this affects the Mariners in a big way because you know. Uh, let's let's talk about this you know the players let's let's especially talk about the players because you know guys like uh, jared kelnick 
Julio Rodriguez, Logan Gilbert uh, are all locked out of the facilities. They can't get into there. But guys like George right. Kirby and Noel V. Marte, they're doing uh, spring tra- basically minor league workouts, which is good. Um, so this is, you know, th- look, this lockout is a major. It's mostly on. It is mostly on the owners and the commissioner. Oh, yeah. fault it is that we are not it's, getting it done. There I'm going to put 99, 99.5% because they – And the rest of the half percent is on the Players Association because there there are some things that the players should have just agreed on. There are some things that the Players Association should have just taken an L on. But I look, here's the thing. I am wearing an Apollo Houston shirt, by the way, and it says I'm with them. I I, I, I I am going to stand with the players until the until this lockout is over because, you know, I don't blame the players one bit for trying to get, uh, you know, guys like uh, Julio Rodriguez, guys like Noel V. Marte, guys like Jared Kelnick, an, an, an earlier pay pay raise because they're, you know, let's face it. I mean, the and and the fact that the minimum wage didn't get jumped up in baseball because uh, the minimum wage I think would have gotten jumped up to a little over $700,000. And that would have been really good for, for certain players in, in baseball because, you know, seven, let's face it, $700,000 a year, you know, even wherever you live, you know, it's, it, it, it's still good money, but. Right. And, and I agree. And, and I mean, I think I saw on your Twitter, you were like MLB is like the lowest to all the sports. Right. And everyone keeps saying that. And that's, that while that holds true, here's the issue: is how many MLB players do you have compared to how many NFL players you have? What, exactly. What's the roster? What's the roster size? And then you have so many teams. So you have, I mean, it doesn't make economical sense to have rookies. I mean, I'm not. I'm going to sound like a jerk here, but it's not. It's just a numbers thing in my brain. <laughs> is that you have all these rookies that are looking to make 725k a year which I would want to make that too as a rookie. Don't even get me wrong here. But at the same time, from an economical sense, like how how does that make sense when you have – I don't know how many rookies are even on a team every year, right? Like you have – like You know, you know it just seems thing. like that we have in, – in football, how many people are on the roster? Um, 72, I think. Is it a no, 72? No. No, no so 53. 53. 53-man 53 roster, right? 53 well, we, we, we have an active roster and then we have a what was it six man roster 40 man roster 40 man okay sorry I, i'm confusing all my sports up right so, now. so I, have... I i see exactly what you're saying because it, it like yeah you know like with There's the so NBA, many more players with the with the nba it's it's just 12 men it's 12 right. men on a roster uh right. with football it's 53 men roster with baseball it or with the nhl it's i think I think like uh, twenty. I think twenty. Um, but they uh, but they have almost exactly the same amount of players. Uh, almost the same amount of players on an active roster. But you no, know, you're absolutely right. There are more baseball players out there than there are any other sport. Yeah, but, it's fifteen uh, for the it's fifteen for the NBA, fifty three for um, the, NFL, the NFL, and then for the NHL is twenty three. So you can, with that few of players, you can afford 
um, you can afford to pay them a lot more mm. because there's that fewer is, that to is pay. very true. And, and yep. but with a sport like baseball, you mm. have you have a 26 man roster, right? And then you can carry 27 or 28 into the into what September maybe, but then you have a 40 man roster, right? So I mean, mm. I, I I don't know, like MLB is just a little bit different when it comes to rosters, but like like I'm saying. There's just fewer players in those leagues. So when you're like, oh, a rookie gets like a million dollars in the NFL, why are they only getting 725? It's like there's fewer of them. You can pay them more. Think of all the think of all those NFL players that are on practice squads and getting cut from teams all the time, not getting paid. I mean, hmm. there's or not even getting drafted. Or like the MLB draft is huge. NFL drafts pretty big, but then a lot of those players get cut. Yeah. So. Which is which is highly unfortunate. Um, which is why they I, need another NFL league, which is, I think, what's happening soon, right? So um, that's an interesting little, little tidbit that I wanted to – I kind of wanted to bring up with Riley, but I didn't have enough time. But uh, So the USFL is getting started. I don't think that league is going to succeed, really, because I've talked to a couple people, and uh, one of my friends – who does who's going to be playing in the XFL here soon? Uh, I talked with his agent, and he says that the uh, the contracts for that league uh, it's a two year it's a minimum of two years, and you can't go into the NFL, and you can't even go into the XFL. So I don't think the USFL is going to succeed. I do believe that the minor league system for the NFL is going to be the XFL because well, two years isn't a very long contract, man, and that's a that's a really good like. But also like really good players are going to the NFL. Like that's rookie or not. They're going to the NFL. But if mm. you're like one of those fringe players, two years in a developmental league, getting paid handsomely for two years. I still, I still think that the XFL is actually going to be just, just a tad bit more successful because if you look at what the XFL did in that, in that return season back in 20, uh, what was it? 2020. Yeah, it was 2020 that it was uh, that it returned. January um, and it was canceled by March. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much, fucking COVID. But um, you know the the that season it really generated a lot of it. It was showing interest. People were going to the games. They were loving it. They were they were buying into that type of market. And I think that the XFL is is going to be that minor league system for the NFL, but you know, I mean, that's just me. I think the USFL is still a good option for players who are still trying to, you know, follow that dream of uh, playing professional football. Um, That's actually going to be doing it here for the uh, baseball segment, Nate. Uh, No worries. Yep. Uh, So I will uh, see you next week. Actually the, the baby's almost here, isn't she? Yeah. 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 He's almost here. Uh, Next Friday is my wife's birthday. So I should probably not be on here. (laughs) <laughs> probably be at dinner right now so. okay so here's the thing next week you're not going to be on this show because you're not going to be in trouble with the wifey that's exactly can, right okay yeah no 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 i i'm that's actually an order from your boss i am actually right. giving you an order you're not being you're not going to be on this show but um who do you have you know, next week but uh you? but uh christian is going to be coming back here next week though we're going to get christian back on here so he'll right. uh just take your spot and uh but no i mean Dude, we're really looking. Dude, I'm really looking forward to to you know have it welcoming a new uh, family member to the SSD family. You know, we yep. we got our first uh, SSD baby. 
Yeah, he's uh, I have his Mariner jersey and his little Mariner hat and everything, but my wife has already purchased Padre stuff, so I might oh, have to like cut no. them in half and then sew them together and make him choose. <laughs> we'll have to go with like we don't know what he identify as yet. We have to figure that out. I'm just kidding, but I'm gonna force him. To, <laughs> I'm gonna force him down the Mariners route. So, well, I will but say this so. He has Tatis, and he has all those guys to look up to as he gets older into baseball. So that's going to make it a really tough argument. But he American still has, team. but he also has Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kelnick, and Noel v. Marte. Oh, we have I better. Mean, we have better talent. Um, by I the mean, way, I'm not disagreeing. So did you uh, did you check out the uh, new movie commentary podcast yet? I have. I was. I even commented on your Titanic one. Oh, you and did. You did comment on it. Um, so uh, K-Hart is actually going to be. So actually, let's go ahead and welcome K-Hart in here. What's going on, dude? What's up? What's up? What's up? Not much, man. Dude, for the. So I can actually hear you. I can actually hear you now. So See? it was. So See? do you know what it was? It was uh, my end. I actually had my. I had my uh, the headphone part of the of the microphone turned down a little bit too much. Oh, so that okay. was. Uh, but anyway, I. Delete that. Dude. Delete that. Okay. Get him out of here. Delete that. Nate, <laughs> Nate, Get him out Nate. of here. Really? So anyway, uh, me, me and K-Hart, we, we commented on Dante's Peak. By the way, did you uh, re-watch Dante's Peak today? I did not get a chance to. I was working on some That's other okay. It's content. okay. But uh, yeah. no, uh, K-Hart here enjoyed the hell out of uh, Dante's Peak last night. But I will was say this. Though, in the Northwest? Was that the one filmed up in the Northwest? Yeah, it was it was filmed it was right. filmed in Idaho, but and it was based oh, yeah. it it was a town uh, based in Washington. But yeah, that's I right. I can actually say this though, I officially won the joke of the night last night on the podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can I can play you the audio real quick. I have the audio. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, for real. I've never re- seen I've never seen the Batman movie yet. So, so why is that? Is that a personal choice or are you I just, just ducking? I, so honestly, I've just never been into, like, I think the only, like, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I've never okay. seen, I've never seen Harry Potter. Okay. I've never seen any of the, uh, holy shit. Let's see. What is it? Uh, I've, I don't really watch any of the like Marvel. Avengers or any of that Marvel okay. films. Um, the only thing that I have seen though was Deadpool because that was hilarious. Okay. Was straight up hilarious. <laughs> okay. But, but I don't I don't know. I just never got into any of the, you know, graphic novel series movies. I just I like movies that are like one and done, except for like Back to the Future. Like those are the only movies that I really like. Okay, so real quickly before you get out of here, here was the joke of the night, by the way, last night. Oh, oh come on. You know I had to play No, yeah, go. Let you get your mom in no, the sun. I wonder what kind of coffee that was. Black. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I'm sorry. That was the joke of the night, man. You, I think you walk. I think K Hark walked straight into it. Oh, I didn't walk straight into it. I kicked the door down. You, you I kicked really the door did. down. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I also right. stopped K Hart from making racist jokes last night. I took what? those ones. <laughs> don't, don't. All right. Yeah, all right. Well, let's, okay. let's move on to the cracking. All right. Come okay. On. Okay. Nathan, uh, I will talk to you in a couple weeks, brother. Uh, hopefully the Kraken uh, don't blow any more games because it's really frustrating to watch them like oh, give up three Christ. goals in five minutes. It's like, what it are is. you doing? I don't but, know, man. I don't know. But uh, you have a good night, man. Go uh, – uh, don't get out of the doghouse, okay? 
No, I'm not in the doghouse. Uh-huh, Except sure. for you guys for not liking Batman, but maybe I'll just go. <laughs> maybe I'll just go see it. I don't know. Yeah, go well, see I, I double dog there. You go see it. Hey, um, I'm no, gonna I go. To. I'm watching the Batman tonight. I, right after the podcast, I'm Same. going straight to the movies. Who well, is actually, Batman? I, who's, I'm not who's going. Batman I, now? Uh, it's Robert Pattinson. Yeah, uh, Twilight. Well, guy. I can I can go get my wife to see it. She'd probably like it. <laughs> so, I mean, Zoe Kravitz is in it too, so there's something for you. Did you actually? Zoe did you guys actually hear the news that someone? Uh, I I guess it was in Australia, but some chick uh, had an orgasm when she saw Catwoman. I will too. Don't worry. I will too. You see my tweets. You know what I'm about. I will too. I don't care. Y'all know what I'm about. You know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and leave the studio. My time is up. Um, because y'all know what I'm about. I'm nasty hey. like that. <laughs> All right, hey, Nate. Uh, have a good night, brother. All right, chill. Oh man, dude. <laughs> I, hey, hey, you follow me. You follow me. You see what I be talking about? I'm nasty like okay, that. Okay, so real quickly, you know how you knocked the door down to that joke last night for yeah. the movie comedy? I knocked down the door for that one for you. I'm just I, I, that is. That's all on me. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm, I know how much you wanted your your, uh, your moment in the sun, so I, I tried I tried not to. There was some a couple there I just didn't I didn't you know. But anyway, let's talk about the crack. Anyway, yep, uh, dude. Hey, you're not fired because guess what, dude? They won again. We, okay, so this is this is how it's gonna be. Whenever the Kraken have, when they reach between a seven. When they reach seven straight losses, we threaten to fire you. It's not nice. It's not very. It's not nice, but it ends the it, but... ends the losing streaks. Oh. <laughs> oh. So this was a, this was a brilliant game though that I watched. I was thankfully because um, you know I was able to watch it on TNT. First of all, yeah. Um, the TNT broadcast team better than the ESPN team hands fucking down um okay i well here's the thing i i don't mind the espn team but i i think they i think they just sound a little bit too bored on some of these games these the the tnt guy the tnt people they actually uh, are really into it but um you know the, the, this game against the uh, national predators was a good game you know the crack unfortunately go down two to nothing thanks to uh uh, Tomasino and uh, I mean uh, Duchesne <laughs> uh, getting a goal but then there. all of a sudden the Kraken just stormed back Alex Wenberg, Kelly Oncro, Yanni Gord all score and it was and it came within uh, just and, it, and they all came within three minutes which is absolutely unbelievable because it never seen the Kraken get that many goals in the span of three minutes and of course Ducher had to tie it up but uh, but Colin Blackwell, Colin Blackwell was the savior of everyone that night, and did not stop fighting to get that puck in the net. Like that, I I know it was the game winning goal, but that was the goal of the night because absolutely because the way he was fighting, the way he was fighting to get that puck into that net, he did not stop until it was in the net or until that puck was frozen. That is what I love to see from guys like Colin Blackwell. That is what I want to see from guys like Yanni Gord, Kelly Arncro, Jonas Donskoy, you know, fight for these goals. Don't just take the shot and then not, uh, because it, there were there were a few opportunities where the Kraken had 
you know, wide open, uh, a wide open net and just did not take advantage of it. But, you know, other than that, you know, this was a really good game. This was a fantastic game for the Kraken. Again, finally getting that monkey off their back, finally getting ending that losing streak. And, you know, especially beating one of the tougher teams to beat in the NHL, might, uh, I might add. Right, right. Um, that's a that's a momentum win right there. I mean, obviously, this is not going to be a playoff season, but uh, this is the win that you want to, you know, take back home with you and just, you know, we did that. You know, you want that. Yeah, uh, and, and this, is, this is good for the morale because they need it. You know, having this is the what the second seven game losing streak they need it. The second, the second time that they have actually had a losing streak, or actually, yeah, the, actually, I think this is the third time that they have had a losing streak over seven games. Right. So, but I, I also want to talk about this. So this was a big key in this in this win against Nashville. So shots per shots on goal per period. 9 to 8 in favor of the Predators in the first period, 10 to 8 in the second period, 15 to 3 in the third in favor of the Kraken. That is how you win hockey games, baby. That's Kraken hockey. That is hockey, baby. That's how you really will win a game is you put so much pressure on a team and it, the, eventually you're going to get those you're going to get rewarded. And, and, and we saw exactly how the Kraken got rewarded with Colin Blackwell fighting for that goal. Right, right. So, <laughs> you know, holding a team to three shots, unsustainable, not going to lie, maybe for a period, maybe two, but not a whole game, not a whole season. But uh, the fact that they did it against that team is really impressive. So my hat goes off to them if I had one on. Um, hey, you can't ask for much more. You really can't. No, you, you really cannot, and – you know, I think it was uh, very. Uh, again, this we can talk about the other losses. We're, we're we have to talk about these other losses, of course, by the Kraken. Yeah, because, I mean, it's <laughs> because let's be honest. I mean, there was only two losses. You know, technically uh, from last week's podcast. Yeah. Up, or well, actually, there was only one loss. There was only one loss after after last week's podcast because we. Uh, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, they had just got done uh, losing to the Boston Bruins in overtime. Lose to the San Jose Sharks three to one. That was brutal. That 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 was that was so brutal for me to watch because I had to watch two two rookie San Jose Sharks score their first ever NHL goal, and wouldn't you know it? It's because of them that they won the game, and it, you know, and and people, I'm still seeing Philip Grubauer and and Drieger bashing, and what kills me is that. Why are we bashing these players? Because, you know, the, the the thing that I want to say is you try doing what they do. Right. You try, get, you try getting into that goal. You try stopping uh, 70 to 90 mile an hour shots. It's not easy. Well, so the thing I want to say about that is it could always be worse. So I want I want you to go back to the, uh, I'm about to say fantasy. I want you to go back to the draft, right? Mm. To the initial team draft. The team they had a chance to pick up Carey Price, right? Now we all know what happened with Carey Price. He's still going through his uh, personal struggles right now. You know, thoughts and prayers out to him. The Kraken could have picked him up and then not and then not been able to use him because of what's going on. So it could always be worse. You could always have somebody on your team that's not even playing right now. It could always be worse. No, so. I mean I I agree one hundred percent that it could always be worse and. 
let's face it, you know, it, I mean, I want to go ahead and put this out there. You know, the Ducks are, are, are having some struggles. They're still in it, by the way. Still, still in it. In, they're still in this playoff race. Uh, I, I want to go ahead and talk. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the Ducks here in a second. But, you know, real quickly, what is it? The season, it's about three-fourths over? There's yes. About 25%. Yeah, there's 25% of the season left. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about, you know, 75% of the season so far for the Kraken, the only thing that I have to say is it really has been an expansion season for them because, you know, you look at the expansion teams that have come in to uh, the NHL, you know, they, they really have not succeeded in their first year. The only team that you can say, the only team that you can really say that uh, truly succeeded in their first year was, a, was the Vegas Golden Knights. And let's face it, that team was almost handed to them. That, 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 that Stanley cup team was practically handed to them because I mean, they just, they got amazing players and they had a, a, an incredible chemistry with that. But you know, that's, I think what the Golden Knights did was I don't think we'll ever see that again. By the way, by no. an expansion team, we're we're just it's getting to the Stanley Cup is is tough enough as it is, but putting together a team like the Golden Knights to have that kind of chemistry in the first season that's just damn near impossible. And again, what what the Golden Knights did, don't get me wrong, is amazing. I I actually really wish they would have won the Stanley Cup. Because they were they were playing for that city that year because of the the uh, the shooting, shooting that was yeah. Yeah, the shooting that happened, and but other than that, you know, this season for the Kraken has not been really bad. I mean, look, have we had have we had horrible games? Yeah, we definitely uh, had a couple of them. We've had a couple. We've had a couple of bad games, but I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this right now. You know, let's see. There's I'm looking at the games where we've given up over five goals and let's quite see. a few here so i'm looking at it right now and let's see where was where was the first game of the season first game of the season was uh against vancouver wasn't it where is it oh, oh wasn't it against vegas oh it was against vegas yeah, yeah. okay there vegas. we go let's see. let me find let me find that then so here we go vegas golden uh Good Lord. Well, so anyway, I'm looking at the schedule right now. So I see one, two, three, let's see, four. Actually, I'm not going to count shootouts, by the way, because that, that fifth goal is just a, is basically the saying, oh, they won in the shootout, so they're going to give them a goal. So right. that really doesn't count. So, we, so we've had one, two, let's see, one, two... I mean, I'm looking at about five right in front of me. Yeah, so. no, I mean, there hasn't been really a lot of games where the Kraken have, like, it's gotten away from the Kraken because most of the games that they've played, they've been in all, all the way up until the very end. They really have been. Um, the game that I think really also got away from them was that game against the Anaheim Ducks when they first played up in Seattle <laughs> because, no, I mean, 100% true because okay. it's still the Here's the thing. So I've de I've defended David Haxall for many many games, many many months, but I think it is I think it is I don't think he is your coach. Now, do you fire him in the you know before the season ends? No, I no. I don't think you I don't think you fire him. Now, do you fire him after the season ends? Yeah, you fire him after the season end. Then you look for your new 
coach. I don't think Dave Haskell is the guy for, for the Kraken because um, there has been some schemes where he, where his coaching tactics had just, you know, been really, you scratch your head at it. And one of them, I, I, I was in person to see like, why the fuck do you pull a goalie down one goal with three and a half minutes left? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It should have been more like, you know, two minutes, a minute 30, but not three. That's just too much. That's that leaves too much room for error. It should have been, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, a minute 30, two minutes, but not three, three and a half. That was way too much time. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, KR, just like, what is your take on this first season, though, for the Kraken? I mean, you know, 75% of the way through, and, you know, be truthfully honest, man. Come on, be truthfully honest. This, Don't so, sugarcoat it. So, <laughs> like, I, I keep going back to the expansion draft. Like, the team was just not drafted to win, if that makes sense. No, it's almost I, like, I agree. It's almost like they played it too nice. They played it too gentle. Like, like they were... It, it feels like they were worried about what the team's cap situation situation is going to look like five years from now. It's just like, just put the team together. Put put the best team possible you can to start and then work from there. And then worry about the cap. Like, they played way too um, aggressive, uh, passive. Like, they had a chance to get Tarasenko. I'm taking him. Like, so what? Okay, we'll deal with his cap when, when, this, when that time comes. But, like, they just did too many things passive. And now... You know, you have fans bashing the goalies. You got fans bashing the players. I'm just like, you got to bash the GM, if I'm being honest, because mm-hmm. the team was just not put together to win. It's like it's like if I hand you a test, right, and I give you a lead pencil with no lead in it, <laughs> how are you going to pass the test with no lead? See, first of all, I love that I love that little – uh, analogy that you just yeah. gave. that was that's 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 some that's some college because, shit right because there. that's what it is because this team right now their best score or one of the best scorers um Tanev out next best score Gord you're not scoring in bunches so <laughs> there's not a whole lot of options there so like again the team was just not put together um to score they were put together to defend and make saves at best so but like you gotta ha- you gotta have all three phases: scoring, defense, and goalie. And right now they have one and a half at best. So yeah, and and the thing about it is, is that I've said this as well. You know, let let the you know there's friggin' fuzz just like jumped up on me. But um, no, there guys like Yanni Gord has not been scoring the way that you know everyone expected him. I really was expecting Yanni Gord to at least have between 25 and 30 goals at this point in the season. But again, he's just not getting, he's just not getting the goals. He's not getting the goals that he wants. And it's, uh, you know, it, it really is tough to watch the crack and not score when they do have players like that. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, Jared McCann, he's out for, for a little bit, uh, you know, Mark Giordano, I, I'm going to be truthfully, Mark Giordano has not really been a great captain in these past, you know, few games, you know, there was, there was a point in the season where he was saying, you know, Hey, we're pissed off that we're losing. It's not just the fans that are pissed off. And and I was really happy that he was the captain, but he's been making a lot of bonehead moves that out there on the ice, making dumb penalties. And, and it's just really, really kind of confusing me of why he's making dumb penalties. I mean, so, so I'm going to get to Giordano in a second, but I want to, I want to touch back on Yanni. So you got to mm-hmm. remember where Yanni's head is, right? Like, can you imagine 
you go from winning the cup back to back times, and now you're on an expansion team on the other side of the country, and you're not winning as much. That ta- that takes a mental toll. Like I know we I, I agree about mental health as much, but like that takes a toll on somebody. Like there go all your friends, your connections, maybe your family, and you on the other side of the country. You know, you're still wearing um, a kind of blue, but it's not the one that you used to. You know, it's <laughs> it, it's just not the same. You know. And uh, real quickly, speaking of mental health, I wanted to bring this up. I forgot to bring this up earlier, but um, I'm going to bring it up with uh, Jackson here. But uh, the the goalkeeper for uh, the Stanford uh, women's uh, soccer team was un- unfortunately a couple of days ago found dead in her uh, dorm room, and they ruled it as a suicide. And that and here's the thing: look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be truthfully honest with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna just be a little bit personal here so i have struggled with mental health i I, and i'm still struggling with mental health as at this point you know there's been times where i've contemplated suicide times where i I, you know there's it's i feel like it's the end of the road for me you know if you got if anybody is struggling out there you need to remember one thing you need to call somebody because you got friends out there who are in your corner you have family who's out there in your corner and even i know this for for certain you know there's there's times to where, you know, I don't even talk to my family or I don't even talk to my friends about this, but it's just, um, you know, talking to people does, does help. And, you know, it, it watching the, the report this morning with, uh, Katie's mother and her dad, and it, and it was in, you know, the stress, the stress that these athletes have, like you said, the, the mental stress, it sometimes gets too, too much for these players. And unfortunately, in Katie's uh, situation, you know, it, it, she took her own life, unfortunately. And it and it's, was a terrible, terrible loss because that uh, I I really believe that she had uh, national team aspirations because she was she was really a damn good goalkeeper. Right, right. Um, you know, and, and to touch your point, you know, like, you know, the players, some of them don't have social media um some of them do so they see the the kind of comments people make so you know y'all gotta remember at the end of the day it's just a game like yeah they get paid millions but it's still just a game you know they just want to have fun they want to win you know they want they want to do good for you but sometimes that's just not how it happens even the best players in all leagues don't even have a championship so exactly exactly um but you know, again, and real quickly, K. Hart, I appreciate you letting me touch base on that one. That because that that is a serious thing with me. Because yes. again, um, I'm a huge advocate of mental health. Because, like I said, I struggle with it. I have I've struggled with it now for years. I've I got diagnosed uh, just this past year with bipolar depression, and so I know the pain of of what some of these players go through. Um, I don't know their experiences, by the way. I don't know. I I know what what they go through mentally. If, if that makes any sense, I know exactly what they go through mentally because there has been times where I've been there mentally, you know, where I've been, you know, so distraught, upset and down to where it's, it gets to be too much. And that's, I don't think, I don't think a lot of fans can truly understand. You know, here's the thing. When when we go to games, you know, we'll, we'll poke fun at players, you know, we'll, we'll bash them a little bit. You know, as long as we don't get out of control, that's fine. But sometimes it becomes too much because if if you go to a game and you have a friend who's just like completely or you see someone who's just completely drunk and just absolutely just bashing a player for no apparent reason, you know, that's part of the problem right there. 
That is a big part of it. us as fans. We do have a responsibility when we go to games. When we go to games, we need to have fun. We don't need to get out of control. We don't need to be starting fights. We don't need to be attacking players. But unfortunately, you know, it doesn't just happen at the arena or at the stadiums anymore. It happens on social media, which is just as bad. And I wish people would understand that. Now, I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson years ago about not, not tweeting players because it's it, it really is wrong to tweet players to tell them, you know, hey, you suck. You, you're horrible because, again, that, that doesn't do anything good for them. Um, but we as fans need to need to truly understand that when we attack these players on social media, when we attack these players in the arena and in the stadium, it does damage. And it it builds up. And I don't want to be I don't want to wake up one morning and hear Yanni Gord has committed suicide. Philip Grubauer has committed suicide. I don't want to I don't want to wake up in the morning, hear that a player that's on my team might or my teams that I've appreciated and cheered for. I don't want to have to hear that a player has committed suicide because it, and, and I don't, I don't know what the cause or why Katie Meyer did commit suicide. That is none of our business. That is uh, between her and the families and everything else. But there is, I mean, I'll give you a good example. I had a friend a few years ago who played baseball at the University of Washington, or not the University of Washington, excuse me, University of Puget Sound. And there was a game where he was just getting completely harassed by these fans. And after that night, he was, he, con he was, he was not good in a mental way. So what I want to say to the fans out there is, we all have a responsibility. We need to respect these players. It's okay to trash these players. It's okay to trash them a little bit. You know, have some fun. Just do not go overboard with it. Because again, if if you go overboard with it, then it can cause severe mental damage and severe mental stress to these players that they don't need. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, again, I know that was kind of a long rant, but I think it, I think it needed to be said. It needed yes. to be said, but, um, you know, like, like you said, you know, Yanni Gord, he, he is coming from a two-time Stanley cup team. You know, I, the, the lightning are possibly going to be three-peating maybe. Right. Um, but other than that, you know, Yanni Gord, yeah, it's, it's gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough for him coming here to Seattle, wearing a different kind of blue, um, uh, playing in front of all new fans. And again, he's, he, he's been used to winning the last two years. He's been not not just used to winning he's used to scoring goals he's used to winning a cup and now he's in a he's with a team where he's not scoring the goals and he's not winning the games that he wants to win and he's not going to be experiencing the playoffs this year it yeah it's something that you don't want to go through absolutely but at the end of the day it's all a business and like you know Tampa Bay they did what they thought was right at the time so there's not much you can really do. It's out of his hands, unfortunately. Mm. Um, one good thing, though, that is about the, that's going to be happening here later in April, of course, is though uh, Maddie Beniers is going to be joining the Kraken. Um, hopefully, after April 9th. 
I, I want to say hopefully after April 9th, because I would like to see Matty Beniers win a, win a national championship with the uh, uh, Michigan hockey. He actually scored tonight. He actually just scored for them tonight. Um, so the, the, the frozen four, uh, the tournament uh, begins on March 26th uh, through the 26th or 24th through the 26th. Excuse me. Uh, you have the East regionals, West regionals, and then on the 25th and 27th are the Midwest, Midwest regionals and Northeast regionals. And then, of course, on uh, April 7th and through the 9th is the Final Four, which, uh, of course, Bo- Boston is hosting it this year. So Boston is hosting the Final, uh, the Frozen Four this year, which uh, we'll get we'll get into Boston here in a second because we we get we get to shit talk some Boston uh, Boston here in a little bit. But um, no, I'm looking forward to uh, to actually watching the the Frozen Four because I haven't really watched it all these past years. But you know, I actually have a reason for watching it this year. I think we all do, um, because <laughs> hey, our boy Manny Beniers is he's in it. He could win it and then come here and bring that momentum and carry that into next season. So, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So I want to go ahead and say this though, Trevor freaking Zegris. Um, what more can we say about Trevor Zegris except all he does is just. He just keeps he keeps impressing everybody. And the fact that 22 seconds left in the game and he scores the game winner against the Boston Bruins, that was absolutely fantastic. I watched every second of that game. It was uh, one of the few games that I got to watch uh, with the Ducks because I haven't been able to watch a lot of Ducks hockey lately. Well, uh, for one, I you know I've been busy with mostly the Kraken, but I do keep an eye on the Ducks. Right, right. So apparently, and this was confirmed by Drysdale, but apparently Zegras had told him, hey, pass me the puck, I'm going to score. And <laughs> Drysdale passed him the puck, and sure enough, he scored. Um, so, yeah, that's a great win. And this is actually um, the season sweep of the Bruins because we beat them, I believe it was back in January, at their home ice in Boston, and then once again here. So, yeah. It's it's been pretty good the past couple uh past couple games against the Bruins. It's been pretty good. And then beating them 3 to 2 in overtime. Oh man. I love it when Boston loses. I loved it when Boston <laughs> lost Tom Brady. I loved it when the Celtics fell apart. I love all things Boston. I love it. I love them going down. I love it. I need that. That's what So real quickly, going. let's go ahead and listen to the uh the the Sportsnet call on Trevor Segrus's winner. That's something here. To Zegras across the top, Drysdale. Now for Getzloff off the boards and back to Drysdale. Zegras is the open man, comes in, scores with 21.6 seconds left. So that was there actually on the Ducks. That was actually on the Ducks call. Um, I uh, keep forgetting the uh, broadcaster's name, but he is. A, there we go. Thank you very much. He is. He's a great. He's a great broadcaster, by the way. I love. Um, being able to watch it on ESPN plus uh, to, to listen to his broadcast because uh, you know, he, when I was, when I was growing up, every time I got to watch the ducks, you know, you know, it was, I was able to listen to him. So, you know, he was basically one of those guys that I loved listening to growing up, but no, the Anaheim ducks this past uh, this past week, again, had kind of some troubles. They, they lost to the Kings four to one. That was not pretty. That was ugly. I mean, I, I, th- I think that was the ugliest loss of the entire season. 
monkey butt ugly is what that was. The Kings looked like a totally different team uh, at, at that time. So, And, and then they course, lost to the Islanders, too. I don't know how they lost to the Islanders. I really don't. So, over the weekend, I went to Kings Islanders. I went to that game at uh, Crypto. I was there. Oh. And the Islanders could not put up a shot for most of the game. That's like, true. They, they just could not. And then against the Ducks, that was a whole different team. Like, where where was this team that they could barely get a goal up, and now they have four in the first two periods? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, you know, but it's just one of those things. It really is. So, real quickly, the the, the Kraken beating the the Nashville Predators, by the way, the other night is uh, was good Special. for the Ducks because yes. uh, right now they sit in fourth place on the wild card. Yeah. Um, tonight is a big tonight is a really big game. Of course, oh, yeah. against the Golden Knights. Oh, um, yeah. That's why I said it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a it, long and night. They, and here's the thing. If they get three points, if they get those three points, they're right there. They're right going to be tied. They will be tied in the in – the, uh, for for second for both second and uh, first place. Hey, you love to love it, man. Uh, you know, I, I still – excuse me. I still have our – I still have faith they'll make it. I was a little nervous uh, prior to, but – you know, still got to wait for the trading line to hit. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, I think that the, that the, that the Anaheim Ducks, if they do make it into the playoffs, I think they might be a black sheep in the playoffs because I think that they're going to be a team that people don't really pay that much attention to. They're not, they think that it's not going to be uh, really a, it's, it, they, they're probably going to look at the Ducks and think whoever plays them, are going to have a cakewalk and i don't think and i don't think that's one i don't think that's one bit true you know what's funny so two things Mm -hmm. number one this is a new era ducks like this like the team when this team makes the playoffs they'll be totally different than the last team that makes the playoffs number one number two even when the ducks were really good people were still sleeping on them like i'll never forget back when uh, nbc was still doing hockey i'll never forget that they had the Winnipeg Jets, a team who had never been to the playoffs up until that point. I, I remember they had the Jets winning, I think it was four or five. I'm like, how do you just have the Jets winning? They don't even have playoff experience. <laughs> they haven't been there. <laughs> so it's like, that doesn't make sense. But, uh, I mean, they're not they, – those Jets aren't as good as the ones that we see right now. That team is not no. the same. So No. Um, so, again, right now, looking at the playoffs right now in the Central – we have Colorado, St. Louis, and Minnesota. So uh, there, there, there's your, there's your three teams uh, for the Pacific. Of course, there's there's Calgary. First of all, the Calgary Flames, they they have just caught fire. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to be. The, I'm not trying to say that a pun. Pun was not intended. But I'm trying to figure out what has gotten into the Calgary Flames because they were not really that great of a team. Still aren't. I mean, just and then of course, and then of course, late season, and then of course, uh, Edmonton. I, I mean, first of all, I think they're overrated. They are overrated. I, th- I think they I, they are they are the most overrated team in the entire league. Um, of course, because because you, you have the two best scoring uh, players in Drysaddle and Connor McGregor or uh, Connor McDavid. <laughs> excuse me, <It's> Connor. <laughs> Sorry, that's um, you, that's at USC yeah. in there. No, speaking so of, speaking my of the U- thing. Speaking my thing of the UFC, with the Oilers. Okay, so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you first. My thing with the Oilers is that if you take either one, whether even if they keep McDavid, they're not the same team. Like that team no. is probably in the toilet. So oh, it's definitely. not the same team. 
So I was uh, about to throw uh, kind of a UFC shout out for this uh, upcoming Saturday uh, because uh, Colby Culberson uh, is going to be fighting. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that fight. I, I want to okay. see Colby win. I know a lot of people hate on Colby. I know they do, but I think he's I think he's an awesome fighter. I mean, I don't I don't really watch the UFC. Sorry, <laughs> I, I got nothing there. See, I think it's hilarious how you watch the w, that you watch WWE, but you don't watch UFC. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Right, right. Listen. Okay, here we go. We're it's gonna like, get a life story. <laughs> it's not even a life story. I I, I can't justify paying. What is it? $60 for pay-per-view. I cannot imagine paying that much money and then the fight ends in a couple seconds or one round. I can't do it. Like back when Ronda Rousey was in her heyday in the UFC, I I, I would have been pissed. I'd be pissed, if, you know, to watch her beat somebody in uh, 15 seconds. I'd be pot, I'd be hot. So I, I can't do it. Well, here's the thing. I so. have never paid $60 for a pay-per-view. Um Oh, always- oh, so you're you're okay, so you you break the law. I'm telling. I'm snitching. <laughs> I'm okay, whistleblowing. Here's, here's the thing. If you snitch, you're fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> Just from this podcast, not the movie commentary so you, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull up your uh, Google history. UFC Reddit streams, huh? No, I don't actually do it on Reddit stream. I actually have a streaming uh, site that I actually pay $15 a month, and I actually oh, get okay. a lot of a, a lot of uh, different uh, channels. And I, okay. that includes getting free pay per view fights. That's how I was actually. That's how I was able to watch the uh, Tyson Fury fight for free. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you if you watched that fight, the Tyson Fury fight. No, I can't keep up with boxing. I just, I, it's just, I, I, my thing with boxing is is doesn't really hold my attention. See, I I understand with that one. I understand yeah. boxing is boxing is definitely lost its kind of uh, momentum. Because it, boxing used to be really huge in the '90s. It used to be very huge in the '90s. But yeah. the the Tyson uh, the 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 you know the Wilder Fury fight was unbelievable. I think it was, in my opinion, one of the best boxing matches I've ever seen in my life. Um, if you were to actually pull up the highlights and watch it, you would have been you would be like, okay, Mike was right. This is a good fight. <laughs> but um, okay. uh. So yeah, I mean, uh, real quickly, just to give you a heads up, uh, the uh, the the podcast from yesterday is now on Apple, Spotify, and everything. Uh, by the way, do, do you have Instagram? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, what what the hell is your Instagram, man? I'll tell you later. Okay, <laughs> you don't. Oh, I see how you do, you don't. Yeah, don't try to put it out, out there on the streets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you follow me right now, unfollow me. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but um, uh, yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, so here's the thing. You can actually share. If you go on Spotify, you can actually share the podcast, the movie commentary podcast, along with the sports podcast on your Ooh. Instagram story. Right. Yeah, okay. I just I just figured that out a couple months ago. I don't know. Like, that's how bad I am with technology. I actually have to ask around. I have Because, they, I have because they keep adding new features. You know, we're do. not they old. Do. They're just adding more and more stuff. Oh, no, I don't think it has anything to do with age. Like you just yeah. said, it has to do with them adding shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it really is a pain in the ass. Right. <laughs> but um, no, like I said, I mean, it, dude, I had a blast last night with the podcast, and I'm and I'm was really happy that you were able to watch that movie because, um, I listened to it again last night, and of course the, the it wasn't the coffee joke that uh that made me laugh again. It was the the anus sphincter comment that I. <laughs> 
<laughs> y'all be good. I'll see y'all later. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I no, knew you were gonna bring that up again. I'm like, oh boy. I don't know, go. man. Like it was, it, and then your the comment that you made after that, he's like, the, the way you laughed, and he's just like, the way you just said that got me. <laughs> oh, <it's> just... <sighs> you want to forget that podcast now, don't you? I I'm not going to. No, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going to. Not for a while, yeah. anyway. Well, so what's up? I mean, what's up next? Um. Well, what's up next? Uh, for that podcast, of course. Uh, K Hart is actually going to be taking a vacation next week from that podcast. We're going to have our Disney guy Richie on the show doing a uh, doing the commentary with me for Sword in the Stone. Okay. Uh, the 1963 version, of course, the cartoon yeah. version. Um. Funny, fun. A little bit of a factoid with with that is uh, I love how there were sound bits back in the 60s that uh disney always reuse so they they reuse so many sound bits and you can tell of course in sword in the stone like when arthur falls when he's like when he's like whoa like they always i think they use that sound bit the same sound bit i think uh i think seven different times in that movie i mean hey you gotta reuse some assets true and also the actor that played arthur uh went uh I think it was over a year of voice acting that he was doing. And I think about, um, I think about midway through the voice acting that he was doing, he had, his voice changed. <laughs> you mean he grew up? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. His, yeah. He was going through puberty, <laughs> yeah. but um, we got about 10 minutes left here until uh, our soccer f- uh, feature comes on because uh are you dub? We're we're not we're not doing no more college sports for some reason because uh, Trevor actually uh, he's busy with baseball. Man, I mean oh. a lot of people are getting busy with baseball, but um, coaching up their coaching up uh, teams and everything. But you know, college sports man to talk about that dude last night the Huskies dude beat oh, Oregon. I got nothing to contribute. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not in the college sports. I got I got nothing to contribute. The only college <laughs> sport that you'll watch is gonna be is gonna be hockey. Probably, yeah, that's that's about <laughs> it. Because I know where but, to find it, that's why. <laughs> but I will say this though. I, I'm so I so uh the 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 Batman time that I got is ten thirty. So okay. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be getting out of the movie theaters probably at, a, at around a little over one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Cause it's a because it's a two hour and fifty six minute movie. Yeah. Are you gonna stay for the entire two hours and fifty six minutes? Yes. I well I, I'm gonna have to. I, okay does it count as a spoiler if if you know you tell people that um there is or isn't a cutscene at the end is that does that count as a spoiler it is it is it is it is no, okay no you, i haven't seen it yet that's why i'm asking okay yeah okay. i haven't seen it i'm seeing say, that tonight you, like you fucking, at night. i was gonna say if you fucking know something do not open your no, mouth i don't i don't that's why i'm asking i'm like because oh, oh, oh. i i've seen rumblings i don't know anything but I want to um, say I want to say there is going to be a cutscene at the end of the. There, there's always a cutscene at the end of the, at the end of the uh, credits. So I don't know. That's be, for Marvel. This is the DC product. I don't yeah. know. They might. They they still might do it. Uh, typical DC. I was stealing stuff from Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, like yeah. I said, I'm I'm very excited for this movie again because we've talked about it multiple times yes. uh, here on the podcast that. You know, this is this is not an ordinary Batman movie. This is an actual like rated R raunchy type of Batman movie. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's still PG thirteen, which I thought I really thought they were because I because from what I was hearing, uh, 
I think a year ago was it was going to be rated R. But they changed it. I, to... Yeah, they did change it. I don't like that. I don't like change. Got, got, listen, got to get them kid ticket sales, man. Oh, I'm pretty sure kids would still go watch it, even yeah. if it was rated R. They're just going to be like, Mommy, Daddy, can you please take me to this movie? I know I'm not 17. I know I don't have an ID, but I need you to take man, me to this movie. Man, they don't care about that. <laughs> like, movie theater employees don't get paid enough. Like, that's why they I buy child fucking... tickets. Well, I buy child tickets. Hey, <laughs> la so no joke. Last week, I went, or a couple weeks ago, I went to the Jackass Forever movie, okay? Right. I got fucking carded. You did? Wow. I got carded. I didn't. I've never been carded for a movie. <laughs> First of all, like it's I get getting carded when you're buying alcohol, when you're buying some shit, but to get carded for a movie? Yeah, that that's weird. First of all, like this this kid is like 17 years old and I'm just like you can't tell that I'm over 21. Like But I mean to be fair, I I know a lot of seventeen year olds with that much facial hair too. Like I like I see, so like can't like okay. jeans are different these days. Okay, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna actually gonna take that as a good compliment. Right it's a compliment, I, but I, jeans I, are just I, different these days. That, that's all it is. Oh, dude, but, if I uh, didn't have my if I did not have my beard right now, you would you would think that I was still in high school. Exactly. See, you would actually think that I was in high school. Yeah, school. it's something that they're putting in the Starbucks these days that make you know teenagers <laughs> look like thirty year olds. I don't know what it is. It's the hormones. <laughs> Okay, you just got the joke of the night now. <laughs> Gotta be careful. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, uh, before we actually start our soccer segment, we can actually go into this and talk a little bit about BS commentaries. But like I said, so next week, uh, Richie is going to be doing our first Disney, like I said, uh, Walt Disney movie. It's going to be one of my personal favorites, Sword in the Stone. Then uh, Richie will get to choose the next Disney movie in about two weeks or so because we're, we're, we'll, we'll bring them on at least once every two weeks. Okay. But um. Uh, I know the next the, the next movie we're doing though. Like I said, I, I said I said it last night. We're we're just gonna do one more movie where I pick, and then you get to pick two straight weeks. You get to Ooh, pick two okay. straight weeks because no, I want I want to be fair. If I get yeah. to choose, if I get to choose two straight weeks, that means you get to choose for two straight right. weeks. Right. So so well so that's what I was asking last night. So what is the next movie like when I come back? Okay, the next movie when you come back, um, I'm gonna follow with what we did. Last night, it's going to be a volcano movie. Oh, okay. We're sticking to that theme. Okay. Yep. So we're going to stick to that theme. So we're it, it's it's 1997's volcano with Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Same as last. Same as last night. Was not conscious enough to watch that. Same yes. thing. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to make sure I get the VH. I'm going to I'm going to dust off the VHS player. Ah, that's <laughs> ah, another one. That's another one I put out there. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was definitely your joke. That was definitely yeah. your joke, by the way. Um, but so I, I do need to ask you. So, do you have any ideas for the next two films after Volcano that we're gonna watch? Um, that are non-Disney films. I I have somewhat of an idea. Okay, okay. So so brainstorm just an idea, some ideas with me because I I want to know beforehand. I don't that um I got a feeling though that. Maybe once a month we do a surprise movie to where one of us picks it. We don't know, we don't know what we're gonna watch, but then we have to that whatever movie we uh, one of us picks, then we got to find like the streaming or the DVD or whatever. Oh, that's that's <laughs> but, um, tough. I, uh, I, will, I will say this though, I have an idea for so 
one idea that I put through with K Hard is um, we'll do this. Um, I want to say we're going to do this in. How about next? We'll do this, or no, not next month because um, next month is actually going to be really busy for me because I forgot I actually I'm going on vacation, of course. But um, I will make sure to. Uh, I will make sure to. Uh, what day? The first. No. Um. So I'm going on vacation. On, oh my god! Stupid calendar. So I'm going on vacation on April. So I'm ex. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, we get to do the movie commentary podcast on the day that I travel. So and the only reason that we get to do it on the day that I travel is I'll, I'll only have like an hour, hour and a half, fl- hour and a half flight because it, it's, it's only just a quick flight down to Spokane. So oh, okay. there's that. So I'm going to be staying in Spokane from Thursday up until Sunday, because I'm Sunday, I'm actually going to be flying out to Florida. Um, because again, I told you that I'm actually going to be going out to Florida. Hopefully, All hopefully right. for a va- hopefully for a baseball. Just uh, don't just don't molest the alligators. <laughs> just don't molest the alligators. I don't I don't know who I don't know who's doing it, but there was a sign everywhere. I'm I'm just saying don't 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 molest the alligators. They've been through enough. They've been through enough. He if I get canceled, I'm sorry. He had to bring in the molest the alligators. <laughs> just saying, if you're going to Florida, don't molest the okay. <laughs> um, so. So here's so, the thing. Um, and ahead. then of course on Thursday though, we'll do a movie commentary, by the way. We will or actually we won't be able to do it that week. We won't be able to do it that week. Yeah, what day? Because, so it's gonna be the 28th. Gonna be oh. the 28th. So we that's gonna be the only day that we won't do it because of wait, do you, wait, do you mean the first? Because the first is on the is on or no, not the first, excuse me, the 31st. So no, the 30th, uh, there's only 30 days in April this month. Oh, oh, I thought I was talking about March. My bad. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I'm a behind. Um, so I say let's do so I again I brought up I brought this up with, with K Hart. So I, I got a great idea. How about we do we're gonna do an anime. We're gonna commentate a couple anime episodes and I and I uh I've not seen it. That's yeah. And it's I'm I think you're really actually gonna enjoy it, by the way. You're I think you will enjoy it. So um we will commentate season zero of Yu-Gi-Oh! That is it that is officially what it's called here in America is season so, zero. Okay, let me see. Did season zero air on 4 Kids TV? No. Okay, it so is, then, and I, then I haven't it, seen it at all. Dude, okay. this this series of Yu-Gi-Oh! has never left Japan. Oh. It, and, and the reason why it's never left Japan is because when you watch it, you're gonna be like, okay, that's why. Because it, it, it's it's very violent. It is oh, very okay. violent. I thought she was talking about for other reasons, but okay. Um, oh, dude, get your mind out of the gutter. Come on. That, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's that's the state of anime these days. Okay. 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 okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, so here we go. I I actually have the scheduled date for a day for us to do it. So we will do. I think what we're gonna do, we'll knock out between five and six episodes. Okay. So, and with it being, or I don't know, I want to say we should knock out set. Well, so here we go. If we get six, we'll do so one, two, three, four. Okay. So I say on the final, final, final week that we do, like we get, like we knock out those episodes, I say we do just the rest of them. Because we're because it's going to be at least it's going to be at least four weeks. 
That makes sense. Yeah, okay. but I mean, I, I will say that you are going to love this anime, by the way, it, because it, it, I think, I think it will pique your interest. I hope so. All right. Um. Well, since we're waiting on our soccer guy, so I'm actually going to be. And I went. This is four weeks in advance, so I'm actually not going to be here for okay. April first because your boy is going to WrestleMania in Texas, so oh, I will not okay. be here, unfortunately. So I leave um, Friday morning. So I can I can do the BS commentary, but okay. Not so at least you can do show. BS comment. That's fine yeah. by me. That's fine by me, yeah. man. So we'll we'll just find somebody else to take your job for a day. <laughs> Are you sure? Because like maybe what? Because what if like the Kraken go on like a seven game win streak after that episode? Then what? Oh, then uh, you're fired. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm fired because somebody else took my job. See. By the but, way, uh, yeah. By the way, you mentioned our soccer guy. He is here, Jackson. What's going on, brother? How's it Jackson, going? All right. What's going on? What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, not much, man. We were just uh, talking about the uh, movie commentary channel that we were uh, uh, second episode that we just got done yesterday. We just did Dante's yeah. Peak, um, so that was really fun to do. But uh, yeah, so uh, real quickly, Jackson. So th this is this is what we've had so far. So during the nine game losing streak, I told K Hart that if they lose the next game, they're he's fired. They won. they won. And then after this, after the seventh loss, I said, maybe we should, maybe I should threaten K Hart. Maybe I should threaten to fire him again. The next game they won. This is not, so, this is not nice. I don't like this. <laughs> no, I need to ask Jackson. So is threatening to fire K Hart the way to end the crack and lose? See, the Sounders ain't got to go through this, man. This is ridiculous. No. Yeah. No, we do not. Um, <laughs> I think insane. it's only logical. Listen, I'm a person who's based in logic oh, and God. facts You're and statistics. Yes. Um, I only care about those three things. And uh, we have a, a logic. And the logical reasoning is, is based in fact. Um, it all makes sense that, yeah, yeah, man, um, we, are, we are threatening <sighs> your job uh, every single Kraken game. Oh, you can't catch a break, can you? I can't. All right. <laughs> let me let me get up out of here if I cry on camera. All right, All right. Hey, I will uh I will not see so next Thursday, uh K Hart will not be on BS commentaries. Richie is gonna be joining me, but he is gonna be back here next Friday, of course. Talk ducks, cracking hockey with me, dude. Have a good night, brother. Likewise. Okay, hard everybody in Jackson, dude. What's going on, man? Dude, we finally had our first game, and uh, was not what we were expecting. No, not what we were. Well, we wanted at all, and I think so much of that was probably based around the fact that you had a lot of those guys going on Thursday in that five nothing win Concacaf. So mm -hmm. you know, you you did have a few tired legs off of that. It's early in the season. There's still working chemistry, but more than anything about what the Sounders were lacking, it's more about what Nashville did. I mean, Nashville is a really really good soccer team. Most people are picking them to finish in the top three in the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. um, they they only gave up 33 goals last year. That was tied for the least in major league soccer with seattle so it's a team that defends extremely well which we exactly saw they're a really really quality soccer team so like there there should nobody should be over at reacting to that one nothing loss that is a good team they slipped one by in a moment that's just a, a moment of, of 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 mental lapse defensively for the sounders but it's one that you know will, will happen every so often this season that happens in sports but no nobody should be freaking out after the one nothing loss no, no, I, I'm not going to be freaking out over this because, again, it's just it, it's the first game of the season. You know, like you said, there, there was some there was definitely some tired legs after that five nothing to win uh, in CONCACAF. 
But, um, you know, the, the there has been a kind of a span of going on where the the Seattle has not won a regular season game. What is it now for, I think, nine straight games? I think it's they, they have they have not they've they've drawn in games, by the way, they've 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 drawn in games, but they haven't won a game in the regular season for a while now because they went on that little stretch at the end of last season where they did not win. Uh, I want to say the last uh, three or five games. Um, but, you know, yeah, look, like look, here's the thing, you know, this Kraken or Kraken. <laughs> I'm stuck on hockey for a bit. But um, no, this Sounders team is too good not to make a run this year. Again, not going to panic over this one nothing loss. You know, now we have RSL coming up here on Saturday, tomorrow at three o'clock. And, you know, I, I've got all the confidence in the world with, with the Sounders. I think I, I think that they're also going to uh, be a little pissed off. They, they want some revenge for that for that loss that RSL gave them in the playoffs to, to edge them out of the playoffs. Of course, you know, that playoff game, 22 shots on goal by the Sounders, not even one goal. And then uh, Leo Chu, though, this, you know, this past game came very close to, to, to really stealing a point for the Sounders. I mean, everything... Everything looks good about this Sounders team. You know, there was, again, I will admit there was a little bit of some sloppy play. There was a little bit of some sloppy play this past game. But but like you said, tired legs, it's not going to last that long because, um, again, this team is too good on paper not to succeed. Yeah, no, completely. And, and you know, this is a funny week, though, because, you know, here for this specific game tomorrow, and I think so much of it depends about what Brian Schmetzer puts out of his lineup. I would love to see Leo Chu get a start um, because I, I agree. I think he's brought a whole another dimension. And I, I think we just need to see more Leo Chu on the field because he has been really, really good. Um, you know, I, but for this game, so much will depend on that lineup because in addition to Saturday at Salt Lake, then they come home and face Club Leon in the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinals on Tuesday, just a few days later. So just like last week, you're, you know, for Brian and for, for his coaching staff, they have to think through, you know, what is the priority of these two games? And the priority is absolutely CONCACAF. So if you're going to rest people, if you're going to rest theoretically a Nico Ladero or a Jordan Morris, or those type of guys, you do it tomorrow. You do it in the RSL game. And if that means dropping a point or only getting one when you could have gotten three, that's okay because you want to beat Club Leon like three nothing at Lumen Field on Tuesday. You want to prioritize that over all else. Um, so, so tomorrow for me, like the way I'm kind of going into it is if they get a win, I'm jumping off the walls. Um, if they get a draw, I'm happy. I'm very, very happy and content with a draw. And if they lose, then it's almost the question then becomes, what did they start? But if they didn't put, you know, the, the full massive strength, best 11 on the field for RSL, which I mean, we'll see, but I, I, I don't think they will just based on knowing the you know, the priority of CONCACAF, knowing that they're, they're keeping Rui Diaz out of this game. Uh, he is listed on the injury report as out for tomorrow. Um, so, so they're really trying for for Tuesday. So with all that said, they're prioritizing that. So if they lose tomorrow, okay, yeah, it's it's a it's a point drop where you could have gotten a point. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going to make a run in MLS. They always do. Uh, as you kind of were saying, like there's full confidence that they'll make a run. They don't need to you know raise all these points. They don't need to be where they were 
at last season where they went unbeaten for the first, what, 14, right? They don't need to do that this year because where did it land them last year? Last year it landed them out in the West semifinals. So so for me, it, the 100% priority is if you can get a draw tomorrow, great. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I agree with that 100%. You know, if we do, if we do, look, um, I've never really prioritized CONCACAF in the past years, but now all of a sudden... I am actually prioritizing CONCACAF because it is, it is an important competition for the, for the Sounders. Um, so, you know, the, the, the best scenario for the Sounders, I think tomorrow is going to be a draw um, for, for, especially for the fans to, you know, just get a point and at least get a point in the standings. But if, you know, if we lose tomorrow, it, it's it, like you said, it's not that big of a deal. It's two losses. You have plenty of games to catch up. I mean, it, I'm, and, I mean, and not to mention, by the way, the Sounders' record in Salt Lake and Sandy, Utah, is horrendous. They have oh one God. win. They have one win ever there. Um, it's just it's a weird series where I think RSL is thir- it's like thirteen twelve and a few draws. It's it's ridiculously close, but it's a series where the home team always wins, except for a couple times. So yeah, so that factored in too. Like you know, yeah, I mean. I don't know what it is about RSL. I really don't know what it is about playing RSL in uh, Salt Lake that, you know, for some reason the Sounders just can't find it. I think it's just, you know, yeah. it's always, there's always just that one team. There really is always well, that one team that that you just can't win at that place. Like for, I'll give a good example. Like for the Mariners, it's when they go to Minute Maid Park, it's almost impossible for them to win there. It's Minute always that Maid, one team. Remind me, where's Minute Maid Park? Houston. Oh, well, that's the Astros. That's what I just said. I, yeah, I, was, I mean, I was, like, they're, they're, they're a damn good baseball team. So, like, naturally, the Mariners are always going to lose there. But it, but it seems like they can beat them at home. That's uh, that's the thing. It seems like the Mariners can actually beat them at home. God, I can't. I can't. I honestly can't remember a time the Mariners beat the Astros. Like, a single time. <laughs> they beat them a couple times last year. Come on. got to give them some credit. But, <laughs> Any, but, but no, I mean... I mean but you, you talk about like, you know, what is it about RSL? Like, and we, we talked about that with a bunch of players this week and they all kind of, one of the first, I think the first thing everybody mentioned is the elevation. Cause you're playing at such mm-hmm. a high elevation in, in there in Sandy, Utah, that that is naturally always going to, to mess with a player's, you know, body a little bit. And, and, you know, on top of that, the you know, RSL has generally been a pretty decent team over the years. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I, again, like you said, I'm not going to. So, with two games underneath the Sounders' belt, and then let's let's say that the, the the Sounders do not win tomorrow, which it is a possibility. I don't. There there will be some overly dramatic fans on social media who are going to be like, oh, you know, they're they're going to start panicking. They're going to be like, oh my god, th- this team is not going to make the playoffs, but most of us level-headed fans will agree and say it's two games relax we're going to be fine there's what i think 37 games in the entire season so i mean or or is it 40 34 34 34? okay so two losses out of 34 you got plenty and and here's the thing everything goes up and down when it comes to soccer because there could be a time where a team just catches fire and then all of a sudden they just catch a gold stretch where they don't, they can't last win year, anything. last year for the Sounders unbeaten in 14 straight. They hit a slump at the end of the year and this, they never and were able to get back from the slump. And yeah, that, yeah, that was, I was actually about to bring that up. You know, 14 unbeaten streak to start the season, you know, 
people were saying after that they were like, oh, this this is going to be an MLS Cup winning team. But of course, they hit that skid. They could not recover from it, and it went into the playoffs against RSL. Which, well, here's the thing though, that game against RSL was just the weirdest game I've ever seen because I've never ever. Let's be let's be honest. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a team shoot twenty friggin' shots and not get at least one or three goals. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, the Sounders were just very. Un- the, here's the thing. There was a couple times where the friggin' post saved the damn thing. Yeah. No. I mean, it, they, that was the that was such a weird. And it's a good point. Like the Sounders very easily could have moved on in that game. And just if if you you know have one bounce one ball bounce a different way, it was that was just such a freaky freaky game, um, where everything had to work out right for RSL. And you know, I I, I suppose credit to them, but I I, I don't really mean that. Um, because it just, it was just, it was just a freaky game that, that just, it was a flu. No, nothing, nothing fell right. So, I mean, yeah, I don't put too much stock into that. It was just, it kind of just went along with everything that happened towards the end of the year. Like nothing went right for that team and, you know, down the stretch and it's just, it's just, you know, everything was weird for one reason or another. And, you know, there's little things you can blame here and there, but but big picture, nothing was truly wrong about the team. Everything, every, just every, every little thing that could, every little thing that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it really is unfortunate. It's, I mean, it's always unfortunate when, um, you know, you, you can't get the result that you want it, that you want to get, especially in that situation. But, you know, <laughs> moving on to this season, I, first of all, I need to ask you this, man. What is your take on these new jerseys? I love the new jersey, the, these new jersey concept for the Sounders. I think it is, it's it's new. It's something we haven't seen before. And now we get to see, and, you know, I've, I haven't heard one negative review about it, by the way. I have not, not heard one single, negative review. Not a single negative review, and you're you're dead on. I mean, th- th- what I love about it, and I guess I'll I'll I'll, I'll test your brain here. Um, when you first saw it and saw the kind of the, the checkerboard going out from the center, what was the first thing you thought of? Um, I don't know. I I did not know what to think about that. By the way, I did not know what to think at that time. But you know, when I first saw it, I'm just like this is going to be good. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be good. You know, they did a little bit of a spoiler where, uh, and I, I couldn't get much from the spoiler, but you know, the, this Jersey that the Sounders have, it definitely, it feels right. Yeah. It, it yeah. just feels right. Um, the one Jersey though, that I really want the Sounders to kind of bring back are those blacked out jerseys, by the way. I, I really yeah. want those. Pitch blacked black. out jerseys. Yeah. Pitch, pitch I, I actually was great. Have, um, I won a I won an Ozzy Alonso jersey that he signed uh, from the Sounders. Uh, <laughs> uh, good karma or good playoff karma? I think that's what it was. It, it was a few years ago that they were doing it, um, and it's and they just told uh say you know tag us in a good deed that you did there and say you know hashtag uh, good good playoff karma I think it is. And then later, and I was actually in, I was actually in uh, college at the time. So this was back in, I think 14 or 15 or something. And I was, and I was in class and I got the notification. I almost, <laughs> almost yelled out in class and I'm just like, no, 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 don't yell out yet. Don't yell out yet. Wait until you're done. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, those blacked out jerseys are, are amazing. Yeah. Uh, another one of the jerseys <laughs> that I, I also love are the highlighter jerseys. Those highlighter jerseys. Oh, it's super cyan. 
I love. Okay, yeah. I know people are gonna say they don't like them, but yeah. I I love bright colors like that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the silence. I mean, pitch pitch black is my favorite jersey. Period. Mm. Um, I I actually just recently got one um, from the Sounders from Lumen Fields' voice, uh, James Woolard. Um, he he was oh, able really? to. Oh, get me oh, you got it from James. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's pretty fantastic. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, what's funny is you know, speaking of that, you know, the, I think the best year of Sounders jerseys was 2015. I think until this year. Because now I think what you have is the best combination of jerseys they've ever worn. Because you have Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix kit, which is just mind-blowingly amazing to dedicate a jersey to to that. And then in in addition to Hendrix and the creativity involved with that and the fact that it looks like the album and everything else, you know, uh, just so beautiful. You have this jersey. And the reason why going back to it, I asked you, what did you first think of is because, you know, I th- and some people said racing stripes, but the first thing that I think I thought of, and and I think some others as well, was MLS Cup 2019. Because oh. if everybody remembers, at the start of MLS Cup 2019, there was a full stadium TIFO where section by section, you had people holding up green panels and blue panels. Yes, that created, I was part of that, that too. created a full stadium checkerboard of green and blue checkerboard over the entire, in the entire stands. It was unbelievable unbelievable just chills even thinking about it so, you know and, and and so what so i don't know if it was um based around that specific idea it very well could have been um it seems very very convenient right <laughs> you know but um but but if it was um it's a brilliant concept and then executed where it isn't just a basic checkerboard it actually has this kind of cool design where you're kind of coming out from the center and, and kind of looking almost like you're in the stadium, looking at the angles of the checkerboard. Um, so the, the, the concept was perfect. The execution was perfect. And we, what we have right now is the best year of Sounders jerseys we've ever had. Definitely. I wanted to bring up that MLS cup. I was at that MLS cup. So um, I want to say, holding, that- were you holding a green or were you holding a blue green? Nice. So I want to say that the MLS cup that I went to was one of the greatest moments of my life. Uh, because so again, that was the first title one in the city of Seattle. And it was, and it was unbelievable. Not only that, but I was also working for lids. So after the game was over, I got to go over to the Seattle team shop where they had the hats and the t-shirt. And I was and I could walk in and I see and I see the manager and I'm and he goes like this. And he's like, I got yours, Mike. <laughs> so I got the, nice. the hat and the t-shirt right away. And of course, I got the uh, I got the 40 percent uh, um, uh, employee discount there. So I still get it, though. I still get the I still get the 40 percent discount mm-hmm. at lids. Um, but no, th- that was that was actually I think you're absolutely right. I think that's what they are paying homage to. I know you got to get out of here in a couple minutes. So um Real quickly, previewing uh, this upcoming week for the Sounders. I mean, what is what is your preview for this Sounders team? I mean, how are the, how is the Sounders team going to do this week? Not just against RSL, but also in Concacaf as well. 
Yep. Yep. For RSL, I think it starts with defending well. Um, and, and RSL don't have Albert Rusnak anymore. He's now a sounder. So certainly <laughs> that's going to play a role. Um, and you yeah. know that he and Freddie Juarez both have a, have a kind of a, you know, a, something to prove and they want to get that win for sure. But I think it starts with just being organized defensively, being strong defensively at the back, not letting a guy like Demir Krylock, who is so good, um, attack you from RSL, Bobby Wood as well, you know, former United States men's national team player. Uh, they have some good players. But, you know, I, I, if you can if you can get a zero zero one one result, that would be very, very big. Um, but just staying organized defensively in that back four and then whoever is holding, if it's Obed Vargas and JP or if it's Obed Vargas and Christian Roldan, whoever that twosome is, just staying tight and, and making sure that you're shutting down those passing lanes from a Krylak to a Wood and all of those uh, attacking people that, that RSL has. And then, you know, avoiding the freak goal like we've seen a couple of years in a row. Um, a couple of years ago, Pablo Ruiz hits a long distance, 25-yard ball that glances off Yamar Gomez-Andrade and, and gets Fry going the wrong way. So weird things like that happen at RSL. It's why the Sounders only have one win ever there. Um, so it is a weird thing. Um, but just avoiding things like that, if you can get out with zero zero one one, because then you look ahead to Tuesday and you will have all the horses because you are prioritizing that. And it's fingers crossed for Raul Rui Diaz. He is out for tomorrow, but we are hoping and just, you know, Pray if you are religious that Raul Ruiz Diaz will be available there for Tuesday, um, because if he is, then this Sounders team uh, really could take a commanding lead in the first leg of that CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, the following leg would be the following Thursday. So it's Tuesday and then the following Thursday, not two days later, but about nine days later. Um, but you really want to have a commanding lead going into that second leg in Mexico. So Tuesday is extremely important to have your best team out there possible and get all of your fresh legs that you can in order to get that lead going into the second leg. So um, it'll obviously depend on the lineup and, and what Brian does tomorrow and then what Brian can do on Tuesday. Um, but I'm hoping for a draw and then give me a two plus goal win on Tuesday with all of the horses available. That's all the, that's all you can say now. That is that's absolutely perfect. Um uh Jackson, thank you so much for joining me tonight, man. Um I hope you have a wonderful by the way, congratulations to you and your wife uh on oh. the new home, by the way, man. I thank had to I, I know thank I had you. to congratulate you about that because it has to be so exciting. And by the way, I have a uh I have the month that we are gonna do the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the movie commentary. It Good. is gonna be um it's gonna be in June. It will okay. be in June. We will Look do it all in June. And of course, like you said, Softy is invited. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, good. Remind me of that then. All right. I will definitely remind you of that. You have a wonderful evening, brother. Thanks. Appreciate it. Take care. Jackson Feltz, everybody. And that is going to do it for this episode of Seattle Sports Diaries. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Also, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And also, be sure to follow BS Commentaries on Apple, Google, Spotify, and subscribe to the channel as well. So I am bidding you all a wonderful evening, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of the Batman. So 